race number two on the 2008 IndyCar Series schedule finds us on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. Welcome to the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete as we count down to the green flag just about 44 minutes away from the start of today's race. And Davey Hamilton, we have had an exciting weekend up to this point. Our first opportunity to see the new knockout qualifying work after last weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway. We saw the four-lap qualifying situation on the ovals. It looks like this year qualifying day is going to be worth the price of the ticket in the IndyCar Series. Absolutely. I mean, to tell you, the qualifying was exciting. It was a new format that we used. It was like three rounds of qualifying all in one time there, and it was exciting. It was fun. It uh, mixed it up, and and we're going to see some interesting scenarios coming out. For example, Scott Dixon was like the seventh quickest overall, but he'll be starting 13th is the best he's going to be able to start for the reason of the the split groups and the way they did the qualifying, so keep an eye out for him. Obviously, there's some good cars in the front, obviously, but there's some good ones in the back as well, so it's going to lead for an exciting day here at St. Pete. Scott Dixon, of course, has uh, finished as runner-up to Elio Castro-Neves here on the streets of St. Petersburg for the last two years running. In fact, uh, Davey, very interesting the fact that we have had the exact same podium two years running. Elio Castro-Neves the winner, Dixon the runner-up, Tony Kanaan third place. That's the way uh, the fans have seen it go here for two years in a row. Yeah, you know, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see that same scenario but we have some new faces up front. Um, Will Power coming over from Champ Car. Obviously, he's he's in second position. Did a great qualifying run. And then Justin Wilson in the P3 position. So there's some new names, some new faces, mixing it up with those guys up towards the front. And don't be surprised to see one of those guys on the podium this weekend. Talk about parity in just uh, the second event as uh, the new teams are integrated into the IndyCar Series. Uh, Tony Kanaan on pole out of the Andretti Green Racing Stable. But then, as you said, Will Power, the Aussie Vineyards Team Australia KV Racing Car, followed by Justin Wilson, that McDonald's machine out of the Newman Haas Lanigan camp, Elio Castro Neves, Ryan Briscoe, and Ryan Hunter Ray. Those are the six drivers, Davey, that made the Firestone Fast Six yesterday. What is interesting to note is of those six drivers, five different teams represented. The only team to get both of their drivers in the Firestone Fast Six was Team Penske, as Briscoe will go off fifth and Elio Castro Neves will go off fourth. And, and you know, surprisingly, Castro Neves in the second round of qualifying was P7. He wasn't transferred in until the very last last lap, the very last time he crossed the start finish line, he barely bumped himself into that sixth position. Then he goes in the last round. He led it for a while, then drops down to fourth. But uh, a great starting position for both Penske guards, obviously, in the top six. Elio knows how to climb this fence. He knows how to win and finish these races and win these races, so don't count them Penske cars ever out. It was eight days ago that Tony Kanaan uh, quite literally had a victory snatched away from him in the closing laps by a car that had cut down a tire and spun in front of him. Tony Kanaan, though, will start on pole here today. Will he be able to find his way into victory lane here on the streets of St. Pete? Let's find out. Tony Kanaan is with Kevin Lee. Yeah, he should have had a win last weekend. He's been very close to winning here, second, third, and third, starting from the point here today how do you feel about those chances well we'll see i think uh this race has been good to us but uh you know it's really important to go through the first three corners uh clean which uh, i haven't been able to do the last two years so uh we'll see i was talking to my friend Elio here we might team up and uh, try to move forward instead of getting in trouble Tony Kanaan will start on the pole. Elio Castroneves is going for his third consecutive win here. He's going to start from the outside of row number two. How do you approach that first corner? Well, I'm second row right now. Obviously, you don't win a race on the first lap. And uh, But you have guys that you don't race very often, and uh, I'm sure they want to go for it. And uh, we also want to go for it. We, uh, it, it but as, as Tony said, I mean, as long as you do a clean race, you know, uh, 
Every, everything is going to sort it out. If guys have good car, they're going to go forward. Guys have bad car, going to go backwards. So uh, we just hope we're going to be the good ones. Have a good one today. Good luck. Thank you. Elio Castro-Neves to Jake Query. Kevin, thanks. What a weekend for KB Racing Technologies. Will Power starting second. His teammate Justin Wilson right behind him will begin with Will, the Aussie. And there was a lot of talk, Will, whether it's fair or not. There was a lot of question marks, a lot of storyline. How will the transitional drivers coming over from Champ Gar fare? I guess the questions are answered, huh? Yeah, well, definitely on the, the street courses. Um, you know, obviously, ovals are a totally different story, and um, it's going to take a good year for us to catch up there, if if, if even that, I mean. But uh, road courses and street courses are our best chance to get points and uh, even challenge for a win. Of course, I said teammate. What I mean was a transitional driver as well, Justin Wilson with Newman Haas Lanigan. And Justin, same question, I guess. I mean, obviously, you were fast. You were one of the fastest ones in the early practice sessions. This course seems to be to your liking. I like the course, and uh, my McDonald's car is working well all weekend. So I'm hoping that we can finish on the podium and really kick start our season. Like Will was saying, on the ovals, it's going to take some time. There's a lot of uh, small detail stuff that's very expensive to, to work out. At, uh, that's something we'll work on, and hopefully we can get more competitive. And by the time we get to India, we'll have more of a chance. But uh, on, the oval, on the ovals, it's going to be difficult. On the road, street circuits, we have more of a, a shot at this. Are you comfortable with the chassis and the combination at this point? Or, obviously, more seat time is always desired, but do you feel like the learning curve has shrunk? Uh, more seat time is always better, but we've shown this weekend that we can adapt pretty quick, and the car was working well straight away. So, um, I, you know, it's see what happens in the race. The more laps we do in the race, the more we're going to learn. We might even have a chance to drive it in the wet, so uh, time will tell. All right, Newman Haas landing in the team. Justin Wilson, the driver McDonald's, the sponsor. He will start third in this race. Yeah, once again, uh, Jake, uh, five different teams represented uh, in the Fast Six. Andretti Green Racing, KB Racing Technology, Newman Haas again, Team Penske, and Ray Hall Letterman Racing. We are counting down to the green flag, the start of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete, as we are now 39 minutes away from the drop of the green. St. Petersburg, Florida, that's the location for race number two on the 2008 IndyCar Series schedule, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. KB Racing Technology, Calcoven Vassar Racing will start on the outside of the front row. We heard from Will Power. Let's hear from the team owners. Let's go to Kevin Lee, uh, Kevin Olson. With Jimmy Vassar here. Jimmy, congratulations on uh, being in the front row after just one week. That's pretty impressive. Well, uh, yeah, I'm really proud of the guys. They've been working very hard and... Uh, you know, it's going to be a tough race today, very tough. But to have, uh, have one car on the front row and the other one uh, seventh, I think, I think we're well positioned to have a pretty good day today. Are you starting to learn these cars, even though it's kind of in a, you know, just a week into this thing? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we still have a long way to go, particularly on the ovals. Uh, yeah, but uh, the, the actual, the, the, uh, the Firestone and the Bridgestone tire that we ran on uh, were the same tire. Uh, so there's, there's a lot more similarities in the road courses than there were differences. Thank you, Jimmy. And let me turn over here to his other partner. This is the guy that we didn't expect to see here. He's walking around with a cane, but uh, this is Kevin Kalkoven. Thanks for coming. Well, thank you. It's uh, absolutely fabulous to be here. Strangely enough, this was the uh, scene of the very first uh, race that I was uh, a team owner in back in 2002. Tell us about your accident here while you got a cane. Oh, heck, I was skiing last week, and... Uh, there are a couple of guys who are pretty well known in the ski industry, are friends of mine, people like uh, a guy called Franz Klammer anyway. The net result is one little spill later and four broken ribs and a pierced lung. 
that wasn't going to keep me away from this race. Tell You were telling me a story just a minute ago about Chip Ganassi. That's quite interesting. Tell, tell us why he's a little upset. Oh, I don't know that he's upset. I was just joking with our team that uh, uh, we'd managed to get uh, an old Ganassi show car up into second position on the grid. The car that Will Power is driving is actually one of Ganassi's show cars. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. It, but to be fair to Chip, I mean, uh, he's given us a huge amount of help. Uh, without Chip and, and uh, his relationship with Jimmy Vassa, uh, we wouldn't be anywhere. And so my thanks to Chip. Well, it's great to see you here. That's Kevin Calcolvin. Let's go to Kevin Lee. Scott Dixon won last week at Homestead Miami Speedway. And he's going to have to come through the field here today, starting right exactly in the mid-pack at 13th with the new qualifying format. Uh, what what do you do to move forward today? How do you approach this circumstance? Um, I don't know. you just got to try and stay out of trouble early on. I think that's the biggest key. You know, so many things can happen in the first couple of laps. Uh, we just got to keep it tidy, try and, you know, do a bit different uh, strategy and jump some guys. And, and unfortunately, I have to leave a lot of it up to my uh, pit guys to try and help me out. Um, you know, they've been fantastic all year, and I'm sure they can uh, pull me through a couple of spots this weekend. And, you know, I think once we get rolling and, uh, you know, staying out of that trouble i think we should be all right i think we got good speed we just got caught out in qualifying and you know once you get bumped from that first session you're kind of done so we'll uh, we'll see how it goes but definitely a lot of hard work for us today the 2003 champ has just missed winning the title the last two years he's got the early jump this year that's scott dixon to jay query kevin thanks so much we've been anxious to see graham ray hall in a car and we had to wait last weekend but now the waiting is over graham obviously you know last weekend had to be a tough one for you you got to be chomping at the bit now yeah absolutely you know uh a lot of sitting around you know you're used to being out there and racing and then suddenly you're just sitting on the sidelines so no i mean we're really looking forward to getting out there today i think we got a great car so uh go out there and see what we uh see what we can do what kind of things did you learn from the car over the course of the weekend and do you feel that you've got the setup right now that's going to enable you to get up front well i think so i think um you know in a circuit like this also it comes down to a lot of strategy I mean, I think pit, um, you know, the, the pit stops are important. And, and the way the yellows fall, because it's really tough to pass, you know. So uh, I think we've got a great setup. It's just a matter of figuring out how to get to the front. All right, Graham Ray Hall, Newman Haas, Lanigan Racing. Thanks so much. Best of luck to you. Over to Kevin Lee. Brian Briscoe had a top five, at least a top six car last week taken out. Had no opportunity to avoid that. He's going to start at the front here today, starting in the fifth position. What is your approach to this race, starting up with the other fast guys? Well, hopefully stay there. It's, it looks like it could be an interesting race where it's a bit curious about what the weather's going to do. But for me, after last week, not getting getting points, uh, you know, it's important for me to really come out here, hopefully with a solid finish, and just try to get myself back up the points order. You know, we still a long championship, and, and hopefully I'll be at the front towards the end of it. And, you know, last week's result didn't help, so I'm going to try to rectify that this weekend. Team Penske, the only team with two starting in the top six. That's Ryan Briscoe. Yeah, we take a look at the top five in points. Scott Dixon uh, with the win picks up 50 points last week. Marco Andretti, 40 points for the second place finish. Uh, but Davey Hamilton, more importantly, he picks up the three bonus points for leading the most laps. He led 85 laps more than twice, or rather, right at twice the number of laps he led all of 2007 combined. That's pretty amazing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, and that's a key thing. I mean, points are points and you need to get every opportunity you can to get them and when they have a, a bonus for leading the most po- uh, leading the most laps to get some extra points everybody wants to try to do that 
Dan Weldon comes in third in points. Uh, he was third last week. He was looking for the three-peat, uh, so he scored 35 points. Elio Castroneves, fourth in points, and Ed Carpenter with a great drive back to the front after the penalty uh, for the problem with the rear wing uh, set him back uh, from the second row, from the first row all the way to the rear of the pack. He drives to a top-five finish, and that despite a bad call on the pits to double-spin his tires uh, on the first round of stops. Let's find out what Dan Weldon, who, of course, now is a resident of St. Pete, what he's thinking about today's race. He won it here, uh, Kevin Lee, back in 2005. And he entertained us last week, charging from the back to the front, finishing third at Homestead. Uh, towards the front, but starting from the eighth position, how difficult is it going to be to get up there with the leaders? I think, obviously, we've got to remember the big picture, and we're, we're very concerned about scoring as many points as we can for the championship, and we'll take that into consideration, let the race play out. Um, you know, I think the weather's going to be... Uh, an issue for, for this race, but um, I would just have to see. But I think everybody at Target Chip Ganassi Racing has worked hard, and I definitely think we've made some improvements on the road course, and we've got to continue to do that. He's already organized a party here at a club in downtown St. Pete. He'd like to celebrate with a win tonight. That's Dan Weldon. There's a man that's sinking positive. He's already got his victory party. Yeah, uh, why not? Out. Dan Weldon uh, married here uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He and Susie, a uh, nice little gathering here, and he uh, really enjoys this part of the country and has adopted St. Pete, and St. Pete has adopted him as well. Uh, very quickly, uh, weather, Dan Weldon mentioned, uh, could be a question. Jerry Baker, you are uh, high atop one of the buildings overlooking the downtown part of the street course, and you say you're feeling a few raindrops. Okay, we'll check in with Jerry Baker in just a few minutes. Uh, we are now just about uh, 20 minutes, make it 30 minutes away from the drop of the green flag as we count down to the start of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. Welcome back to St. Petersburg, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, about to get underway in just under 30 minutes or so. Jake Query here along Pitt Road, along with a native Floridian, Ryan Hunter Ray, Rahal Letterman Racing. Ryan, in the Fast Six yesterday, your thoughts as we get set for the race today? Uh, my thoughts is I'm ready to go rain racing. I don't know what's going to happen here, but um, we got we got somebody right behind us, and he's going to dump on us here in a couple minutes, I think. So it should be interesting. I think it'll be good for the fans. Check that out, but. We're, we're having a decent weekend. We started off rough, broken suspension. We were behind the eight ball, and now we're uh, we're on the pace, so I'm looking for a good day. Growing up around these parts and racing around here, you've probably been in the rain before, but have you tested much recently in wet conditions? Well, I, I ran at Daytona 24 hours in the wet and um, and got the lead in the wet and passed a few folks, so I'm hoping that will translate here. All right, Ryan Hunter-Ray, good luck to you. Thank you. That's Ryan Hunter-Ray, Ray Hall Letterman Racing, starting sixth on this grid for the Honda Grand Prix of St. Peter's. By the way, each team, uh, Jake, receives ten sets of uh, Firestone Firehawks to use uh, throughout the weekend. That includes all the practice, qualifying sessions, and the race. Those are the slicks. Each team is also provided with four sets of Firestone wet tires. Uh, so uh, we may have for the uh, first time uh, the opportunity, uh, at least this season, to see the wet tires bolted on as it is certainly a threatening condition here uh, on the streets of St. Petersburg after what has been a couple of beautiful days. If you weren't with us last week for the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener, it turned out to be quite an interesting event. We thought it was going to be Tony Kanaan who was going to run away with it in the end. turned out that was not the case at all. Let's take you back to Homestead Miami Speedway. Here's Mark James. At long last, a unified series took the green flag. 
Scott Dixon across the line first. Danica Patrick is second. And the 2008 season is underway, Mark James. Shot out of a cannon. Goes to the high side in turn number one. He swings way wide around Ryan Briscoe. Meanwhile, Dixon leads Danica Patrick into turn three. Pole center Scott Dixon faced the field for the first 12 laps before Tony Kanaan wrestled the lead away for the next seven. Dixon regained control on lap 21 and would hold off all challenges for the next 50 or so laps. Marco Andretti flexed plenty of muscle over the next 50 laps, and he would lead three times, in fact, for a total of 85 laps, but would fade at the end. The second of just three cautions came on lap 127 when Milka Duno spun between turns one and two, spoiling the Penske racing debut of Ryan Briscoe, who was running fifth at the time. We were running so solid, you know, we were just... Running this race for me to get back up into a rhythm of things in the IndyCar series. We just wanted to collect some good points. We didn't need to lead every lap today or anything. We just wanted to have a good solid race. From lap 140 to the finish, Kanan, Marco, Dan Weldon, and Elio Castroneves all took turns at the point. Kanan seemed to gain control of the race. It was poised to win it until disaster struck on lap 193. Nothing Tony could do. He was coming around to lap a car. That car lost control and, and took him out. To win, sometimes you got to be lucky. And uh, I believe, strongly believe that the best car should win every race. Um, obviously, that's not the case, but, uh, you know, we proved we can win. Uh, disappointing, but you know what? What can we do? He eventually lived home in eighth place. The beneficiary of Kanan's misfortune? Scott Dixon. The final lap of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. For the first time since 2003, Scott Dixon has won at Homestead Miami Speedway. It's a tough way for Tony Kanon to lose this one, but Dixon had been strong all night long. So, there's a hell of a lot more cars out there, and I was having real problems in, uh, in lap traffic, so that was my biggest deal tonight. And, and a long run, I just I just lost the front end of my car. So and thank God the, uh, the last two stops that we had there were short runs, and our car was fantastic. But... You know, bad luck for TK. He really had, uh, you know, a good in and out lap, I think, on that pit stop, and he opened us up for, you know, other three. But I don't know. We came off with it, and that's what matters, man. You know, target guys were fantastic in the pits today. After a miserable sophomore slump, Marco Andretti was more than satisfied starting the season with a runner-up finish. That's right where we need to be. I mean, uh, big improvement from last year, obviously. You know, we uh, we definitely we're on a mission this year, baby. Dan Weldon didn't win a record fourth straight at Homestead, but did finish third. Uh, which is important. It's nice to, you know, get some good points in the bank after what was a different qualifying session. But, you know, the guys did an extremely good job getting this uh, spare car back together. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to great to be in this race. Obviously, the first race under unification. So it was um, not the result that we wanted, but it was great for the team. And uh, we'll build on this. A failed pass through post-qualifying tech inspection dropped Ed Carpenter to the 24th starting position. He grabbed just the second top five of his career. A satisfying night for Ed Carpenter. We had a good car. The, the first stop, we took a gamble and tried to leave our tires on, and we lost a lap doing that. I had a handful, and then once we once we got back to just good tires, you know, I had pretty good pace and was fast all day. And, uh, you know, that, that restart there at the end really helped me just because it, it packed us up after that last pit stop and let me uh, get by Ryan and Danica on that last start. So... I love, I love restarts right at the end of the race. Gives you one more chance to get a couple spots, and you got to take advantage of it. There were 12 lead changes among five drivers. Time of the race, an hour and 44 minutes. Just three caution flags for a total of 24 laps. Again, Tony Kanon, the winner of the Games Go Auto Insurance Indy 300 at Homestead Miami Speedway. 
Elio Castroneves started on the pole here at St. Pete last year. Everyone made it through turn one safely, but not through the first lap. And it'll be Castroneves out front. He's stretching it out to about three or four car lengths. The number two spot belongs to Marco Andretti, but look out for Dixon. He is trying to make a move. Down on the inside. We got a spin. Tony Canon is turned around facing the wrong way right between turns four and five. Tony Canon, who had trouble yesterday, gets the car started, flips it around, and he is now in his way. Kanan and his teammate Dario Franchitti touched, and Kanan went to the back while Franchitti had to make a lengthy stop and fell a lap down. Oh, I didn't lose it. I got touched, but uh, I got to see what happened. I mean, uh, it's a start. It's a street course, very tight, so everybody's fighting for the same spot, and uh, we definitely two cars don't fit in the same place at the same time. But uh, you know, this, this is racing, so if we're if we're not racing hard, we're not racing. An unfortunate first lap. I'm not quite sure. You know, Tony was going around the outside. I was. Trying to just stay out of trouble that first lap, uh, find some understeer, and he came around the outside, and we got together. So I'd like to see the replay. Other cars in the back also got jammed up. Meanwhile, Castroneves, who was looking for his second straight win here at St. Pete, had built up a 10-second lead by lap 29 when a yellow came out. Castroneves gave up the lead after his lap 32 pit stop. Dan Weldon, who had started 14th, took the lead because of an earlier stop. Elio bumped Dan out of the way on the restart to retake the lead, and Weldon quickly dropped back. Scott Dixon spent most of the race chasing Elio, while Franchitti and Kanan were charging from the back. Darren Manning also had a strong run going and was third before a spin on lap 65 while trying to hold off Kanan. Marco Andretti, who started second, inherited the lead after Elio's final stop, but gave it up for his last stop. Elio Castroneves has reassumed the lead, but I tell you what, Bob Jenkins, he's got some company in that nine car, the target Chip Ganassi racing machine of Scott Dixon. No question about that. They have been together since they both pitted. They're now separated by only about three or four car lengths as they go out of turn number nine. Dixon stayed on Elio's rear wing, but could not get by him. Sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. That's what Elio had to say yesterday after Tony Kanan's problems in qualifying gave him the pole today. Elio Castroneves is the windshield as he powers his way to a convincing win here at St. Petersburg, Florida. The Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete belongs to Team Penske and Elio Castroneves. Scott Dixon is second. Tony Kanan is third. Marco Andretti is fourth. And Dario Franchitti is fifth. This guy's team Penske was incredible. Yeah, it was tough. You know, I think we, we almost got him out of the pits a couple of times. Our car was definitely better on cold tires. Uh, we just didn't have anywhere to get by. You know, he, he made no mistakes, and, and uh, Helio drove a great race. But one of those things, I wish we had sort of pipped him in the pits or something, and then I think we could have uh, had the day. But uh, great race for, for Target, and uh, now we're leading the points going into Motegi, which is good. Castroneves led 95 of the 100 laps last year, and today looks to join Dan Weldon and Scott Dixon as the only IndyCar drivers to win the same event three years in a row in the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Kevin Lee taking a look back at last year's running to the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. Kevin, thanks so much. And uh, in a uh, few short minutes, Davey Hamilton, the conditions have changed drastically (laughs) as the skies opened up. And now we have a soaking wet 1.8-mile street course here in downtown St. Petersburg. Well, right now, the guys, I see guys with their helmets on already getting ready to get buckled in these race cars. And you're right, Mike. I mean, a downpour. I mean, the track is 100% wet. And in some areas, not just a little wet, but there's puddles. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, the parachuter, he's not afraid of it. He's coming down right now, but uh, it's very gonna, they're going to put rain tires on to start this race. We'll guarantee you. Mark James, we've got about 30 seconds before our bottom-of-the-hour ID, but how bad is it back there in Turn 10? 
Well, certainly, uh, as we speak, uh, we can tell uh, that conditions have changed drastically. But uh, looking at the race course, some puddles on the inside uh, of Turn 10, the accurate turn where we're set up just south of the Mahaffey Theater. But uh, the, the rain has started to subside a bit from our vantage point, Mike. And to our south and to our west, it looks like the skies are clearing a bit. Okay, so that's the report from Mark James. We'll have a full course report momentarily as the rain has begun to subside here. But we will start on wet tires here in St. Petersburg. We need to pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. The following broadcast is a copyrighted production of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing. Tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an Indy car like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Well, this is another one of those racetracks where it's very tight corners, a lot of G forces through the corner. On will also get a front wing adjustment and package full of fuel. Now it's time to go racing. Here's your host, the radio voice of the IndyCar series. Mike King. Just eight days after opening the season at Homestead Miami Speedway, IndyCar Series drivers returned to action today on the streets of St. Petersburg. Eight days after having Lady Luck give a glance in his direction, Scott Dixon looks to go to 2-0 on the young season, but he's going to have to come from the middle of the pack to do it. Eight days after being denied a season-opening win at HMS, Tony Kanaan will start here on pole. And eight days after struggling to be competitive on the super-fast Homestead Oval, new IndyCar Series squads have flexed their muscle early with KV Racing and Will Power on the outside of row one and Justin Wilson in his Newman Haas Lanigan machine going off third. It's time for race number two on the 2008 IndyCar Series schedule. It's time for the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg as we are just about 13 minutes away from the drop of the green flag. Conditions here have changed drastically in just the last 15 minutes. We had plenty of sunshine early in the day, but the rain uh, came, and then it uh, looked like it was going to perhaps subside, and now it is raining once again. So this is going to greatly benefit some drivers, greatly affect others. Let's start with Roger Penske, who, of course, caused the race strategy for Ryan Briscoe. He is with Kevin Olson. 
Well, Roger, obviously this changes everything. What kind of strategy do you go to now? Well, I think the key thing here is that uh, we have to run conservatively here at the beginning because it's going to be slippery. None of these drivers have been on this track in the rain with these types of cars that I know of. So, you know, from my perspective, you know, we need points uh, for the championship. And uh, the one who survives this initial four or five laps under this wet is going to be the one that's going to win this race. So we'll see what happens. Now, what happens if we get a little rain, then it goes, you know, sun for a while, go back to rain? I mean, how are you going to know what tires to run? Well, that's what we're going to have to do, because if there becomes a dry line out on the racetrack, you don't want to be the first one in, but you'll, you'll come back in and put dries on. But right now, it looks like it's going to be wet here for a while, especially what we see in the sky. Thank you. Roger Penske. Let's go to Jake. Scott Remke here in the Ray Hall Letterman Racing Pits, and I'm looking at his Indianapolis 500 winner's ring, and I remember when that, back in 2004, you were doing a rain dance along with David Letterman. Now we see rain again. You benefited with Buddy Rice then. What does it do for you now? Well, I'd rather not see it today, to be honest. On the circuits like this, it's uh, it has the potential to create a real mess for everyone, but it's the same for everyone else. So we'll, um, luckily, we're starting up front, so we'll see what happens. How much preparation have you guys been able to do in testing on, on you know, the tires that you're going to have to go for in a wet condition and just getting familiar with the circuit under the water? Yeah, we're going to do our extensive rain testing in about 10 minutes. All right, Scott Rimke, obviously, with a busy day ahead of him. Let's go to Kevin Lee. George Clotes calls the race for Tony Kanaan, the pole sitter. What does this do to your strategy, good or bad, considering the competition? Uh, it's the same for everybody. So, yeah, I mean, it's not in the plan, but, you know, you just got to react to well, what Mother Nature gives you. So, uh, you know, we'll just uh, see what happens here. Obviously, we're starting on rains, and when, when it gets dry, we'll take them off. But, it's again, it's the same for everyone. So. Does TK like running in the rain? No, he's good in the rain. He's good in the dry. He's yeah. just good. <laughs> That's George Clotes. He'll call the race for the number 11, 7-11 team, Tony Kanon. So the team's scrambling, uh, but uh, Dave, even though George Clotes says it's the same for everyone, that is certainly not the case. There are some drivers that are very good in rain. Tony Kanon with great car control, Elio Castro-Nevis, and there are other drivers who have very little, if any, experience at all driving under a wet condition. Yeah, correct. I mean, you get guys, especially these guys are trying to figure these road courses out, like Anthony Foyt and Ed Carver and the Vision team. These guys have been... You know, gaining on. They're only, they're getting close to these guys on these road courses on the dry. They're getting the hang of it. They're competitive. But now the rain comes. They haven't had that experience yet. And this could be their very first time ever in rain on a road course. I want to remind all of you fans of MotoGP that uh, world champion motorcycle rider Nicky Hayden will be interviewed live on IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com. That comes your way at 11 Eastern time. That is tomorrow morning. So once again, if you want to hear the insights of world champion motorcycle rider Nicky Hayden, make sure you're at IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com at 11 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. My call, of course, is uh, the... the, uh, General Manager of Target Chip Ganassi Racing, and uh, Kevin Olson, uh, Kevin Lee, uh, Kevin Olson, you have caught up with Mike Hall, and he has got one driver in particular. I think Scott Dixon is supposed to be really great in the rain. What's he saying about this situation? Okay, Mike, they have to reshuffle the deck now with strategy, I guess. But uh, Scott's awful good in the rain, isn't he? Uh, well, we're all going to find out who's who's good in the wet and and who needs help in the wet. But uh, we feel good about today. Target cars are good today. Other than tires, what other changes will you make? Um, well, if it rains all day, the strategy is very different. Uh, because conceivably, you could probably get the mileage to only stop one time. Uh, so uh, we'll kind of see how this plays out today and uh, see who uh, who blinks first. That's my call. 
So uh, interesting uh, comment there from Michael as he says, if you play the strategy right, this may become a one-stop race. We'll just have to wait and see. Just about eight minutes away from the start of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete, and the rain is falling here on the west coast of Florida. It's raining in St. Petersburg, Florida. We're getting set for the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete, where we are just about uh, six minutes away from the drop of the green flag. The command to fire engines could come in less than one minute. Uh, Davey Hamilton, you ever run in the rain? Actually, I did. I went to a driving school early in my career at uh, Jim Russell at Laguna Seca. Uh, it rained the first day, and I thought, man, I, I must be going to postpone it. They showed up. They said, well, you paid for it. You want to try it or not? And we went out in the rain, and it was actually it was a lot of fun. Well, it's time to get this one underway. Rain or shine, we're on a street course. Kevin Lee, that means we're going to go racing. It is 79 degrees. The track temperature in the last few minutes has dropped from 97 to 85 degrees. The great thing about a street race is we go rain or shine. Miss America is here. Kirsten Haglund to give the command. Lady and gentlemen, start your engines. IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 13. Bruno Junqueira, Brazil, number 18, Dale Coin Racing. Marty Roth, Canada, number 25, Dussault Inc., Roth Racing. Row 12. AJ Ford the Fourth, United States, number 2, Vision Racing. Townsend Bell, car number 23, United States, William Rast, Dreyer Reinbold Racing. Row 11. Mario Moraes, Brazil, car 19, the Sony car. Ed Carpenter, United States. Number 20, Menard Division Racing. Row 10. Jay Howard from England, number 24, Rough Racing. Danica Patrick, United States, number 7, Motorola and Dreddy Green Racing. Row 9. Manjiki Bernoldi from Brazil, number 36, Opus Prime, Sangari Conquest Racing. Vitor Mira, Brazil, number 4, Delphi National Guard, Panther Racing. Row 8. Buddy Rice, United States, number 15, Dryer and Reinbold Racing. EJ Viso, Venezuela, number 33, 8VM Racing. Row 7. Hideki Muto, Japan, number 27, Formula Dream. Scott Dixon, New Zealand, number 9, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Row 6. Marco Andretti, United States, number 26, NYSE, Andretti Green Racing. Dan Manning, England, number 14, ABC Supply, Boy Racing. Row 5. Frank Ferreira from France, number 34, RS Open Prime, Fun Race Racing. Graham Rahal, United States, Hole in the Wall Camps, number 06, Newman Haas Landigan Racing. Row 4. Dan Weldon, England, number 10, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Oriol Serbia, Catalonia, Spain, number 5, KB Racing Technology. Row 3. Ryan Hunter Ray, United States, number 17, Team Ethanol, Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Ryan Briscoe, Australia, number 6, Team Penske. Row 2. Helio Castro Nevis, Brazil, number 3, Team Penske. Justin Wilson, England, number 02, McDonald's Newman Haas Lanigan Racing. On the outside of the front row. Will Power, Australia, KV Racing Technology, number 8, Aussie Vineyards, Team Australia. And the peak performance pole award winner. Tony Canan, Brazil, number 11, Team 711, Andretti Green Racing. 
So there's your starting lineup for race number two on the 2008 IndyCar Series schedule, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete, as the skies have really opened up. Yesterday, Tony Kanaan captured the Peak Motor Oil Pole Award for today's running of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. Tony takes home a specially designed trophy. He also picks up a prize check worth $10,000, courtesy of Peak Motor Oil. So congratulations to TK. That uh, pole position will be a huge advantage, Jerry Baker, uh, for TK today, as uh, when he takes the green flag, he'll do it, while everyone else behind him will deal with a huge spray of water coming off of the 7-Eleven car's uh, rear tires. Mike, if you think about it, yesterday, that's one of the reasons he got the pole, because as soon as they went out for any of those three qualifying sessions, he was the first car out, didn't have to deal with much. Man, we are dealing with some big-time rain. I'm on the 12th floor of a, of a building standing outside the uh, Rheingrover Company, uh, Bill Davis, and their uh, f- fans are all out here. We are getting soaking wet, and the wind has picked up tremendously. We'll cover them coming out of turns one, two, and three, short straight away. Then they have that little four, five, and six, seven chicane, and now it is really pouring up on the 12th floor, Mike. I hope it's comfy where you are. Okay, Jerry Baker, we appreciate that, and uh, just to let you know, uh, it is, but we feel for you. Uh, Rooster Tails will be the order of this start, that is for sure, Bob Jenkins. Uh, you'll be overseeing the action in turns eight and nine. Could be a tricky exit there, and uh, you're going to watch them go into the fastest part of this course. I don't think I have ever worked in worse weather conditions. As Jerry said, it is absolutely pouring here in turns eight and nine. I'm just to the entrance of corner number nine. I can see them as they enter corner number eight. There's a short straightaway, and then turn number nine. In turn number eight, we've seen many drivers go off there, simply miss the corner and go in the runoff area. It's important to get off turn number nine because that is where they're power on down the straightaway. It's a beautiful setting here. To my left is the waterfront with some sailboats and yachts sitting out there. Down in front of me is Pioneer Park, and there are people, but they're all gathered under the trees as the cars come by me for the second time. To my right is uh, more of the Yacht Club on which I'm atop of, and there are about 200 people standing in the rain hoping for a good start. Yeah, these are certainly some hardy race fans for sure, as uh, most of the front straight grandstand is uh, still full, despite the fact that most everyone uh, sitting there is soaking wet. Mark James, uh, you're in the hot corner, turn number 10, where you've been for the last, uh, this will be the fourth year, and that has been uh, the spot that most drivers, where we've seen problems, that's been the spot where most drivers have uh, seemingly uh, been affected. Weather has made for some long days in the month of May, as my uh, memory serves me correctly, Mike. We won't have to wait today. They're going to run in the wet, and what a spectacular show it will be here in this picturesque setting. We're at the end of that Bayfront Boulevard. You heard us talk so fondly about they'll pass the minor league baseball stadium of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays minor league franchise, the beautifully renovated Mahaffey Theater, then climb on the binders and tiptoe their way through a hard left-hand turn. Then they'll make their way up through turns 11 and 12, not really S's, but they try to cut them off if they will, then set up for turn 13 and 14 before they head back down the runway slash straightaway. Fireworks out, Mike King, just about ready to get this one underway. Yep, uh, we know now that fireworks do not affect pyrotechnics in a negative way because the fireworks are going off red, white, and it looked like blue, a part of uh, the montage of color here on the front straight. We'll go racing next time by as uh, we watch the field uh, come through turn number one. Uh, the A uh, little bit earlier today here, the second Indy Lights race, Firestone Indy Lights have been 
of the weekend was contested. Yesterday in race number one, Rafa Matos in that Andretti Green AFS car simply dominated the field as he led all 40 laps. Davey Hamilton in race number two, Matos and Jeff Simmons got together about the midway point of the race. It wound up costing them both. It left then Richard Antonucci and his teammate Anna Beatrice to fight it out. They wound up getting together on lap 26. Antonucci went on to win the race. Beatrice spun the car out, wound up making contact with another driver, and it now is being told to us that Richard Antonucci has been uh, docked 10 points. He will be allowed, apparently, to keep the win after he made avoidable contact with another car on track uh, during uh, that uh, second Firestone Indy Lights event. You know, it's very unfortunate. Bia really had that race won. Antonucci was behind her. You know, I think, what was it, a 640-lap race? and, yeah, and it was lap 26, I believe. About no, actually in the 30s. They already, she only had 10 to go or uh, uh, 9 oh, to that's go right. That's right. when uh, when the restart happened. And unfortunately, she, she had the fastest car. She led him until that point. And, um, you know, you know, we all make mistakes. But he, he, he made a big one, especially with his teammate, especially knowing that they would have came out here first and second points. But instead, he takes his teammate completely out. Like I said, she was going to be our first female winner in the IndyCar series with Indy Lights as well and, and uh, man it's just really disappointing for her and uh, I'm sure there's going to be some uh, uh, pretty tense conversation over the Sam Schmidt Motorsports pit after that one. Yeah, I would imagine some of that's already taken place. Of course uh, that race uh, wound up a couple hours uh, ago. The uh, yellow will continue to wave. Uh, the race will officially I believe uh, be scored at this point but we will remain under yellow conditions. So a full course yellow condition as uh, we are running lap one of 100 here this afternoon on this 1.8-mile temporary street circuit that winds through the course. Jerry Baker, the pace car, is still on track despite the fact that officially this is lap one of this event. You know, Mike, uh, years ago, maybe it's still true, the St. Petersburg Times, any time they didn't have a day with sunshine, gave away their papers for free. I don't know if that's still the case or not, but if they did today, they're giving away a lot of newspapers. The pace car is coming below me right now. We're still under yellow, of course, as you mentioned. And uh, what's happened now is uh, Will Power in the number two spot has really dropped back behind Tony Kanaan because he was getting a face full of water. Now the other guys and gals back further have tightened up just a little bit. They're heading out of turn number seven now. The pace car coming into the view, I think, of Bob Jenkins about now. And it has stopped raining, at least for the moment, here in turn number nine as the field comes through turn eight. Passing in front of me is Tony Kanaan. Will Power is next, then Justin Wilson, then Elio Castroneves, and Ryan Briscoe. Everybody through here in single file formation and at reduced speed. Hopefully we'll get the green before too long because at the moment, eh, just a few sprinkles here. Some of the sprinkles we're feeling, Bob Jenkins, is because we're just a few feet below the tops of the palm trees, and the wind's kind of shaking the drops off the leaves. If we look to our southwest, and we see the sky starting to break up a little bit. Tony Kanan continues to enjoy a comfortable advantage uh, at caution speed over Will Power. He, of course, doing all he can to get himself optimum vision for the start of this race, the full-bore start of this race, as they make their way towards 13 and 14. Well, it looks like the full-course yellow will continue to fly as 
the cars come off of turn number 14, 13 and 14, the hairpin, as it juts out uh, into the uh, the Tampa Bay, if you will. A beautiful setting for a race, and the fans are now, uh, for the most part, filing back in. Maybe two big rainstorms there as it let go once. It looked like it had stopped, and then it just opened up again. It's the second time this weekend that we've seen heavy rains here. Last night, a big thunderstorm uh, moved through here and really washed this track clean. Yeah, about 10 o'clock, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I mean, a big one came through. High winds blew some of the hospitality suites we have above these grandstands. The, the tents just blew them off and blew them over. And, and uh, I mean, it was like it was thought a tornado was coming or a hurricane, I guess, in this area would be coming through. And right now, it dumped again. The wind's not super hard right now, but I'll tell you what, the track is very, very wet. Well, uh, hats off uh, to Andretti Green Promotions and uh, their uh, legion of workers here who were literally in the stands uh, when we arrived at, uh, at 8 o'clock this morning and uh, for three or four hours uh, worked feverishly to get uh, all of those tarps and all of those uh, coverings back into place because, uh, Davey, as you mentioned, there was a lot of damage up there. It looks like, though, everything has been corrected in time to, uh, to protect those seats up there. Those folks who paid the big money, they're still high and dry because uh, they're in uh, some good seats and undercover. Yeah, you can't ever tell now. They did a great job of getting those fixed, but now the guys out in the rains, those race drivers, I mean, they're getting wet. Those race suits are getting wet. Another thing, you run tear-offs on these races, and most generally, you put three or four tear-offs on for a standard race, but sometimes what happens is the rain gets in between your shield and those tear-offs, and it makes it a blurry, like, like foggy, where you can't see very well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see some of these guys pull those tear-offs off and just try to wipe their shields clean. But when you're behind a car, the rooster tail that shoots at you is unbelievable. You literally can't see the cars in front of you. Remember the Indy 500 this year, short, a rain-shortened race. Yep. And literally, once we got the checkered flag, I could not see the car in front of me, beside me. And it was raining just like now. It was just so much mist and rain that I just got up next to the wall and hoped that there was nobody in front of me because we were going as slow as we could possibly go. So And... and Try not to hit anything and try to make it in the pit. So these guys have a, a, a heavy task today in this rain. I remember talking to Dario Franchitti uh, after that race, and he said that uh, he was uh, really worried that he was not going to be able to get the car to the start-finish line. You know, even though he was the leader at the time the rain came at Indy, he still had to get back to start-finish in order to, to take the checkered flag along with the red. And uh, he said that it, his sight was uh, so hampered and was so difficult to steer the car on the track that he didn't know where he was like you said, didn't know who was around him and was worried he was going to run into the pace car. That's how blinded he was by the rain. You couldn't see anything. You barely see the front of the race cars. And, and I was in the same situation. I mean, you don't want to lose any spots under rain, under a caution, basically. But we did have to get to that start-finish line. We did have to cross that checkered flag. And it was pretty intense. And you got to remember, we were on slick, so it was a little more difficult for us. Yeah. These guys are at least on rain tires, so they have a little bit of grip. But all I can tell you, these guys, um, they have a, a hard, hard job today. And I don't know when they're going to... Th- there's so much water on the track right now. There's literally like some rivers and puddles on there that they're just trying to get those somewhat cleaned off a little bit before they throw the green flag. So we watch, and it looks like uh, turn five is particularly wet. We're also being told uh, there is a uh, very big area of puddling in turn 13 and 14. We are, though, officially underway. Uh, despite the fact that we are underway under a full course caution, we are running lap three of the 100 laps we'll run here this afternoon. Tony Kanan, the pole sitter, obviously still out in front, followed by Will Power and Justin Wilson. Elio Castroneves fourth, Ryan Briscoe fifth, Ryan Hunter Ray sixth. Those are the drivers in advance to the Firestone Fast Six yesterday. Uh, let's go back upstairs. Uh, Jerry Baker, you're overlooking this course. Uh, uh, do you think we might see a situation where some of these puddles uh, where the cars have run through may have dried it out enough to get a green flag? 
Mike soon. Mike, I, I really don't think so. You just made the suggestion there was a problem with turn five. I'm overlooking turn five, and why does that? But there, there is no uh, banking on, on this race course. But in that particular area, Mike, the rumble strips to the left side of the car have just enough of an angle to it that there is a pond down there. You can see when the cars go by, it creates waves. Well, generally, they won't be out there, but the track officials are not going to take a chance on a car getting, say, a half a car too wide and going through that. So there are puddles in turns five, in fact, turns five, six, and possibly seven. Oh, we want to let you know that uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, the press conferences uh, for the Indy 500 Media Tour are going to be carried live on IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com. You need to check the website for times, but if you want to keep up with your favorite drivers for the IndyCar Series as they talk about the 92nd running of the Indy 500, you can check in with uh, all of the press conferences carried live during the 500 Media Tour on IndianapolisMotorSpeedway.com. Also, we want to take this time to send out uh, greetings to all of you uh, participating in the new Chevy Drive around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's going on this afternoon, we're told, in Indy. 68 degrees and sunny, and we understand our coverage of uh, the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg is being heard on the public address system, the world's largest public address system, by the way, at uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Hope you're enjoying your time driving around the brick uh, brickyard, and we're looking forward to the 92nd Indy 500, which comes your way on Sunday, May the 25th. Uh, you know, uh, one uh, guy who is a big-time racing fan, Davey, Turner Woodard, there in Indianapolis, want to send a, a get well soon out to, to him. Uh, speedy recovery from all of us here at the IMS Radio Network. Turner's been a fan of, uh, of IndyCar racing for a long, long time and uh, going through a, just a bit of a rough spot right now in terms of his health, uh, but we hope he's listening today, and uh, Turner, we hope you're back at the track room real soon. Yeah, we all, we have a lot of fans from all over the country keep track of us, and we try to keep track of them too, and yeah, good uh, best of wishes and get well soon. Well, the, uh, they have called the sweeper uh, out on track, uh, which uh, means uh, that uh, they are going to do whatever they can, Bob Jenkins, uh, to try to, to literally suck the water off of the track. Uh, they, they know they can't dry the facility, obviously. Uh, the uh, All of the teams uh, have wet tires on their cars, uh, but is the sweeper, uh, is, is it making a dent in the puddling there? Well, it's not too bad here in turn nine. The... Uh the sweeper just left from its position here at turn nine. There's a little bit of ponding going on at the top of turn number nine, but that shouldn't be a factor. It has departed, however, for down the straightaway, so it's obviously working someplace probably around turn number 13. At the moment here in turn nine, it is not raining, and hopes are once again high for green. Okay, uh, Bob, thanks very much. As uh, Bob's at the Yacht Club overlooking uh, turns eight and nine, we are hoping uh, to get the track dried enough to be able uh, to uh, get back or rather get to green flag racing four laps are complete we're working lap number five pace car still out on the track full course caution as the double yellow waves in the flag stand tony Kanan is out in front willpower runs second justin wilson is third elio castroneves is fourth ryan briscoe is fifth uh, those obviously the top five qualifiers no positions have changed since the yellow and green flag wave together we need to pause 10 seconds for station identification you're listening to the voice of indy racing this is the ims radio network
Live coverage of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. You're listening to us on the IMS radio network on your favorite local affiliate on IndyCar.com, on XM, IndyCar 145, and on XM Sports Nation, XM 144. Great to have you with us. Mike King along with our IndyCar Series driver analyst and two-time championship runner-up, Davey Hamilton, here in our broadcast booth along the front straight. Out on the course, uh, Jerry Baker, uh, high atop one of the buildings looking down on the course in the downtown area, Bob Jenkins uh, there in the Yacht Club, the far end of this course, overlooking turns 8 and 9. And Mark Janes uh, has a beautiful view of the bay, the bayfront straightaway, and the Yacht Club. Uh, however, they are all soaking wet right now, like many of the fans, as we have had a couple of big downpours here in the last 30 minutes. If you've just joined us, uh, the race course is wet. All of the cars are on track. Uh, the Race has officially started, despite the fact that we remain under a full-course caution. Five laps are being shown complete. Tony Kanaan is still out in front. In the pits today, we've got Jake Query, Kevin Olson, and uh, Dave Wilson, along with Kevin Lee, who is standing by with the man who calls the race strategy for Danica Patrick, Kyle Moyer. He's also the Andretti Green team manager as the cars come by us on the main straightaway. Kyle, what are you hearing from race control? What are they wanting to see before we go green? Well, the problem is nobody's been on the track, so they're standing water and everything. Till they get the standing water, there's absolutely no way we can do a start. You know, if we if it was raining during the race, it would be okay. The problem is we've sat here and it's made puddles. When it rains, it, it doesn't make the puddles, so it, it's not the nicest out there. At the same time, I wouldn't mind getting going because this is when people make mistakes, and I think I got a pretty smart driver driving the car, so this is our way to get up front. So I want to go green. So as far as you understand, we can start with it wet, but just no puddles on the racetrack. That's that's what they want to do to try to make it a little bit safer. At the same time, I mean, they got a steering wheel, they got a brake pedal, and a throttle. Let's go. How much are you as a, a driver strategist rolling the dice today if it doesn't rain anymore and we start to see the track dry up? When do you bring her in for uh, regular slicks? Yeah, that's that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I mean, the good thing about rain, it changes everybody's strategy. So you play it lap by lap. It looks like it's going to rain in 20 minutes again. So do you go to dries or try to stick it out on the wets? Well, this will be interesting today to see how this all plays out. That's Kyle Moyer. He'll call the race for Danica Patrick. Yeah, and Davey Hamilton, uh, when the green flag comes out, we will not go back uh, to rows of, uh, of 13 and two abreast. It will be a single-file start. Tony Kanaan is going to have a decided advantage at the start of this race. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's going to have clear racetrack. There's nobody in front of him throwing water. Those poor people in the back, it's going to be a while before they, they get enough water off this track to where they'll even be able to see. But that's the one thing they do. Once they start the, the race under green flag or yellow flag conditions, they always do the restart under in single file, and that's what they'll do here at uh, today. Well, Tony Kanaan may not have been able to hear Brian Barnhart call him off track last week uh, before that restart with the damaged race car, but apparently he is able to talk to Brian Barnhart, the president of competition for the IndyCar Series from Race Control about the track and uh, monitoring uh, that conversation. Uh, TK says the last corner is bad. Everything else is pretty good, but that last corner, 13 and 14, is bad. Yeah, we, uh, we've seen the pace car going down to their mic. We have a good vantage point of that corner. There's definitely a huge spray when the pace car goes through that and the, and the race cars. So hopefully they can get that one area dried up. The rest of the track actually has a few little spots here and there, but it looks pretty good for, for a rain race. You can't have a perfect, obviously, and I think it looks pretty good for, uh, for damp conditions. Let's keep in mind what Michael said uh, during uh, our countdown to the green flag. If this thing plays out the way he sees it, 
and certainly running the first uh, eight, ten laps under a, a caution, full-course caution situation. Mike Hall, the general manager of Target Chip Ganassi Racing, believes that there's a possibility of doing this event on one stop. Well, I think you're going to see a lot of guys. I think, you know, the guys in the back, why not uh, run your car lane and, and, and play strategy and just do a one-stop race? I mean, these conditions should allow, and like you say, Mike, with these yellows, it's probably going to be 8, 10, 12 laps of caution before it even goes green. And the bottom line is, is easy to make mistakes in these conditions. So more than likely, we're going to see other yellows as well. And if they come out at the right times, I think a lot of guys will gamble on the one-stop strategy. If you are Tony Kanaan, Davey, when the green flag comes out, do you go as hard as you can? Do you push the car? Do you try to put those guys as far in your rearview mirror as possible? Do you pace yourself and know that they're going to have a difficult time getting with the, to you, knowing that uh, that one-stop strategy could be a part of the game? Well, I think what Tony would probably do, because he's a hardcore racer and he's, he's pretty good in the rain, is the first couple laps, he's just going to simply see what he's got, see what the car has in it and see what he could do, see where the water is, because there's going to be no passing or this early, I mean, because everybody has to fill their car out, but once, if he feels he has a good confident car yeah i expect him to take off go as far as he, fast as he can to stay out front so he has uh so he has a clear racetrack ahead of him but i don't think it'll be very long with as many cars that we have running we have 25 cars starting the race today that's right and with these conditions they could get into lap traffic fairly fast well once again tony Kanaan uh, was the winner of the firestone fast six competition yesterday turned out to be a very spirited competition Indeed, the first time we have seen knockout qualifying come into play. However, it was Will Power, Davey, in round number two, who turned the fastest lap of the weekend at 62.1355 seconds, four-tenths of a second quicker than the lap that Tony Kanaan uh, turned during the Firestone Fast Six. Of course, keep in mind now, in, in knockout qualifying, as you progress through each round, the prior times are erased, and you start over from scratch. Had it not been for that, Will Power would have been the driver on pole. Yeah, he, he did the wrong session. He needed. Right. needed to wait to do that in the very last session because he would have pulled by a long ways. Pretty amazing how he, he clicked that lap off yep. as close as everybody has been all weekend. I mean, almost a half a second faster than Tony Kanaan. But like I say, he did it at the wrong time, or otherwise he'd be the guy sitting on the pole. Okay, Jerry Baker, we're being told that we're going to go green next time. by Pick up the field there in front of you. Well, we're pretty much uh, toward the tail end of the field right now. The very last car coming by in front of us right now. That's the, uh, the, uh, the 18 machine. Uh, Bruno Giancara, and the field now in front of Bob Jenkins about halfway back. Bob? The cars are running in basically a, uh, a one-groove situation, and in that groove, the track is beginning to dry. There's still wet spots, of course, to the outside, but things are looking very, very good weather-wise. In fact, it's almost to the point of having to put the sunglasses on. Let's hope that keeps up. Mark? Starting in 13th, just went by us, along with Hideki Muto, Ernesto Viso, Buddy Rice, Vitor Mira, Enrique Bernoldi. Row 7, 8, and 9. The leaders should be coming into your view, Mike, between turn 13 and 14. Yeah, and, uh, and actually, I made a mistake. Uh, we will be one to go at the line this time. So one to go at the line this time. Uh, I jumped the gun, so my apologies to all of you. Uh, not only are uh, we uh, being heard live around the world on IndyCar.com, on XM Sports Nation, uh, on XM IndyCar 150, 
145 uh, and on uh, local IMS affiliates around the country. Fans in the stands are also hearing us uh, over the public address system here in St. Petersburg on this temporary street course. Uh, so I gave you some bad information. My apologies there. So the pace car uh, will head off the track. And uh, Jerry Baker, the pace car is off. So this time by, we will go green flag racing here at St. Pete. Yeah, we saw the pace car pull off, Mike. Uh, down there in turn number two and three. And uh, you, you can see the field begin to quicken just a bit. In the number two slot, of course, is Will Power. He is still trying to keep his view as clean as possible, so he has moved a little bit to the outside of your leader, Tony Kanad. The field starts to quicken just a bit. They're out of five, out of six, out of seven, head toward turn number eight. The sweeper has taken its position here in turn number nine as the field comes by. Tony Kanad followed closely by Will Power. As they make their way off of corner number nine, they come into the view of Mark James. Impressive, talented, and international. The field for the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Just in the first handful of rows, Brazil, Australia, England, Florida, the United States, of course, New Albany's Ohio in the U.S., and Montpelier, France, all represented. Tony Canon paces the field as they make their way through turn number 10. Will Power in tow, then Justin Wilson, Elio Castroneves, Ryan Briscoe, Ryan Hunter-Ray, the hardiest of race fans trying to wait out Mother Nature and get this second event of the 2008 season underway. So 10 laps will be complete under the full course caution as we come to the green flag for the first time here this afternoon. The Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg about to get underway as the green flag flies. Tony Kanan is out in front. We've got a car spinning down in turn 13 and 14, but Tony Kanan will be the leader in turn number one. Kanan had a good jump. He's about four car lengths in front of Justin Wilson now, who grabbed second for a moment. Now the willpower goes side by side, but Wilson is going to maintain that spot that he picked up. Elio Castroneves is third, and then Ryan Briscoe fourth. Here comes Tony Kanan. He has done what he wanted to do, get himself some breathing room in that number two position that uh, Justin Wilson, red and yellow machine. They move into turn number four. So far, so good. Now the lefty in turn number five. The rooster tails fly. Tony Kanan around turn number seven, heading toward Bob in turn eight. Into turn number eight, they come. It is Tony Kanan with about an eight-car length advantage over Wilson. Then comes Will Power being pressured heavily by Elio Castroneves, then Ryan Briscoe. So far, everybody's clean through eight and nine. Green and white 7-11 machine with a comfortable advantage. He will casually climb on the binders and set up that left-hander. He is being followed, of course, by Justin Wilson. Then the rest of the field in tow. Will Power, Elio Castro Evans, Ryan Frisco as they make their way towards turn 13. We were told that the 17 of Ryan Hunter Ray spun on the start, but if he did, it was the world's greatest recovery because he is still Davey Hamilton in good shape coming through 13 and 14. Yeah, he definitely spun. He spun coming off of uh, off the final corner. It turned, he did a 360. He came back around. He kept it running. Wow. And he took off again. He did lose some positions, but not a lot. He just kept on going again, and uh, he's still on track. Ryan Hunter Ray uh, dropped from 6 to the 18th place. Let's go to Jake Query on pit lane. Guys, you called it. It was indeed Ryan Hunter-Ray. I just talked to Scott Remke. He was, of course, busy on his headsets, but he looked down to me to say he spun it. The good news, he did not contact anything. He simply got loose, spun it, and went right back onto the course. So Ed, no damage to the 17. Ed Carpenter in the number 20 Menards Vision Racing car has spun off of turn number 14. He has righted the car. He is back on track. Uh, Bob Jenkins, the leader, is in front of you. Tony Kanaan leads him off once again, and we do see some dry areas beginning to form on the racetrack, still in that same order as they were last lap behind Ryan Briscoe. 
Oriol Serbia, and then comes the number 10 car of Dan Weldon. Again, everybody is playing it very, very cautiously through here. No problems for Kanan and company as they make their way uh, through this portion of the race course, that left-handed turn. Team Penske now running uh, nose-to-tail with Elio Castro-Nevis in third. Ryan Briscoe in the fourth position. How about Justin Wilson, Davey Hamilton? Didn't take him long in the wet to pick up a spot because on the very first lap, the drop of the green flag under green, he got past Will Power in turn number one. We got a problem in turn number ten, Mark Jaynes. Patrick to the inside got shut off on the outside by Jay Howard, and she slid off of the course. Now, fortunately for Danica, she didn't make any contact at all. She's waving to the Delphi safety crew to get her underway. They need to be careful, Ed Carpenter coming up behind her, but they're backing her up a little bit, getting her back underway. So trouble for Danica Patrick early on. Will Power has given up a position, Jerry Baker, as Elio Castroneves got past him and one. And uh, right now, Will Power in danger of losing even another position. Ryan Briscoe right on his rear bumper as they go through turns 5, 6, 7, and 8. And uh, Danica Patrick made a terrific move down here earlier but got herself in trouble in turn 10. Bob Jenkins. Only about three car lengths separate first and second. Kanan and Wilson. Elio will try to catch up now to that duo. Everybody moving through the corner nicely. They're really the best battle on the racetrack. Dan Weldon would love to get by the car ahead of him. Mark Justin Wilson pulling up on Tony Kanata in the exit of turn 10. Elio Castro Evans has now pulled away a little bit from the cars running behind him. That's Will Power and Ryan Frisco. They're already out of our view. And Mark, what is amazing is how wet this course was just 15 minutes ago. Now, Davey Hamilton, there are spots of this track where it is drying very rapidly. The call to make the change to dry tires will be key here this afternoon as far as the winter goes. Yeah, they're going to have to be careful, though, because even though you want dry tires on, if all possible, because it's so much faster. But if there's any putt, oh, Danica, it shows Danica's replay where she wow. tried to go underneath Jay Howard. Just that way was too a hard. Call. Locked the brakes, and Jay Howard uh, luckily got slowed down, let her slide by him, then off he went. So, uh, But, yeah, you don't want to put uh, uh, slicks on if there's any water spots on this racetrack. I mean, any in the groove. So you have to wait till it's pretty dry before you take that risk. 13 laps are being shown complete. We're working lap number 14 of the 100 will run here this afternoon. Tony Kanan, our pole sitter, is out in front. Justin Wilson, who picked up that spot in turn number one on the first lap under green, runs second in the O2 McDonald's car. Elio Castroneves, who got past Will Power a couple of laps earlier in turn number one. He currently runs third. Power, and we've got another spin, and that's the 26. Six of Marco Andretti. Let's go to Jerry Baker. Well, now we've got two of them up here. We've got one in the XM corner. It has run off into the uh, tire barrier. The other car has spun in the runoff area. And they are both oh, stopped, not in any kind of danger, but there's a full-course yellow out on the track right now as we try to get those cars back on the racing surface. So it's Mario Marias in the 19 Sunny's barbecue car and uh, the number 26 uh, Gillette Fusion car of Marco Andretti. And, Davey, we could see Marco Andretti uh, really giving the, the pointing both fingers at uh, Mario Marias. He was not very happy at all with what happened there. Well, I don't know if he was pointing at Mario or just telling the safety he was trying to get to him. Yeah, just get the safety crew to push him. He went to see, spun around in there and stalled it. So I think he just wanted the safety crew to get there as fast as possible okay. um, to, to get him fired up and out. So I think it was actually two separate incidents. So it was simply him motioning, trying to 
get the uh, somebody the, to plead. Come question me, please. Yeah, to try to get to them, and they are now working uh, with the 19 of Mario Marias, and they'll get to uh, the 26 of Marco Andretti as well. Full course caution is out. Marco Andretti is back underway. Tony Kanan is the leader. Justin Wilson runs second. Elio Castro Neves is third. Will Power is fourth. Ryan Briscoe is fifth. And let me tell you, Marco Andretti stayed on the lead lap by the <laughs> slimmest of slim margins. We'll tell you more about that when we come back to the streets of St. Pete. Back in St. Petersburg, Florida, the entire IMS radio network team on hand to bring you live coverage of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. And as we were getting set to head to break, we were watching Marco Andretti after the spin at the entrance of turn number four. He uh, over, uh, overdrove it just a bit, spun the car, and uh, was trying to get the car turned back around and back out on track. And, Davey, just as we were getting set to, to drop to the break, Marco pulled out in front of the pace car and missed that Honda Accord being driven by three-time Indy 500 winner Johnny Rutherford by the slimmest of margins to stay on the lead line. Yeah, I mean, he, he did what he had to do. I wow. mean, it was very, very close, and you couldn't have got a credit card in between him and the front of that pace car. But he made it. He made it through, and he's on the lead lap. So uh, you know, he, he's he's still an opportunity. To well, do we are being we are being told that Tony Kanan is going to pit, uh, and uh, Kevin Lee. Who else are you hearing is going to come in now? I see the tires out for Scott Dixon. Originally, Marco Andretti's team set out tires. Now they just have the fueler out. Uh, and also Danica come. Patrick's team up front is going to come, and I think several on the way down pit run. Yeah, pit Tony, Tony Kanaan is on pit lane. Uh, the three of Elio Castro-Nevis is also in pit lane. The only two that we see right now. So, uh, Kevin Lee, right now two of the front runners are heading to you, but right now they are the only cars. Well, now we see the 27 of Muto and the 17 of Ryan hunter Ray, and also the 18 of Bruno Giancaro. Let's go to Kevin Lee. No tires, just fuel for Kanaan. He is in and out. He'll try to blend back through. We see Elio Castro-Nevis roll down the pit lane. Both of the Ganassi cars were set up for a pit stop, but they didn't come in this time. We're going to see Danica Patrick come into her stall here in just a moment. And now Marco Andretti is pulling in to Jake Query. Kevin, thanks. Elio Castroneves came in, did the same thing. No tires, simply topped off the fuel. No adjustments to the car. He went out. Same thing for Ryan hunter Ray in the pit stall just next to him. Okay, Davey, uh, let's talk about the strategy here. We uh, we talked about what uh, Mike Hull said earlier, a one-stop race. Uh, they have topped off here with uh, 16 of 100 laps, which means... 84 laps remain. Um, are, are they gambling? They they can't do that on a single on a single load of fuel. Well, I think that they can go with one more stop now. Right. You know, oh, ab- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they just said, you know what? They didn't think they could, probably these guys thought there's no way we could do it in one stop. We got to make a pit stop sooner or later. Let's do it right now, and then and they're gambling. You've got to figure that they're thinking that they're going to have to go to dry tires at some point here. Uh, you know, I mean, Mark James, for example, over in Turn 10. How's the course drying out there? Uh, to the bottom side of the racetrack at the exit. Of turn number 10, still some standing water, but no one has been down there all weekend long. It's uh, drying plenty along the straightaway from the stadium uh, back south toward us in front of the Mahaffey Theater. About the midway point of the racetrack to the inside of a yellow, the, the double yellow line, there's a little bit of standing water, but again, nobody's really going side by side through there. Danica Patrick and Jay Howard found out exactly uh, what happens when you try to go side by side through here. Runoff area has some water, but other than that, the only water we see is up as they set up through the S's, if you will, through 11 and 12. 
Okay, Mark. Uh, meantime, uh, let's check in with Jerry Baker. Baker, as you look over the downtown portion of the track, uh, what's it looking like there? Well, that area, Mike, that you spoke of earlier in turn number five is still extremely wet. It, again, it's in it's in a, about a half a lane over to the right, but if you try to pass somebody, you're going to run through a puddle up here. It's very, very wet in there. Otherwise, Mike, getting into turn number four, this long straightaway is pretty dry right now. Okay, let's go back to pit lane. Uh, Jay Query, you've got Tim Sendrick. Tim Sendrick calling the race and talking to Elio Castro-Nevis, and he has now gotten back on the radio to talk to Elio inside that number three machine. The question was going to be simply, would you have gone out had Tony Kanaan not come in? Would you have stayed out on the course or come in? Tim Sendrick, if Tony Kanaan had not come into pit, would Elio have stayed on the course or would you have brought him in anyway? Uh, I told him to follow Tony, but um, to be honest with you, I think we were coming in either way. How many more stops can you make? I know 32 laps was supposed to be your window, but we've had an awful lot of cautions. Can you make one more stop? But I think we're going to need I think we're going to need tires before it's all over. All right, there we go. We could see the slicks coming out, but we will see what exactly Penske Racing decides to do with Tim Sendrick. Okay, so uh, strategy being played out uh, here as we are under a full course caution. Two cars spun, but as Jerry Baker told us, uh, they apparently it was apparently two separate incidents. Marco Andretti and Mario Marias both uh, spinning at the entrance of turn number four. Andretti back underway, stays on the lead lap. Uh, Marias uh, damaged Davey, uh, the, the front nose and the front left wing. They had to do a change. I believe they also changed tires when he was in. Yeah, I, I probably they probably flat spotted. These tires are very soft these rain tires are treaded but very soft tires probably flat spot of the tires he definitely had to change but it's gonna be i mean this is interesting i mean right now almost anybody out there could win because there's so many different strategies and ideas on what to do with wets dries and i think tony canon on timing scoring he he beans the track is so slow and under caution he came in did a quick feeling out and he's still in the top ten. That's right. And Justin Wilson has overtaken as far as the leader. He stayed out. So right now, the top five, Justin Wilson, Will Power, Ryan Briscoe, Oriol Servia, and Graham Rahal. Keep in mind that both Tony Kanan and Elio Castroneves stopped for fuel. Firestone, proud to sponsor the Firestone Tire-rific Move of the Race Award. A $10,000 award goes to the driver using Firestone tires chosen via online fan voting from a list of three best move candidates decided by Firestone officials after each race. After Homestead, the three nominees were Marco Andretti, the great save that he made getting around Scott Dixon in turn number four at Homestead Miami Speedway and also Ed Carpenter who drove back to the front after having to start in the rear. The same for Dan Weldon who wound up in the top three. Firestone has been involved in the Indy Racing League since its inception in 1996. This is the 153rd consecutive race in which they provided Firestone tires to series competitors. Al Spire, the executive director of Firestone Stone is standing by with us in the pits. Al, who wins the first tirerific move of the race award? Well, that would be Marco Andretti, Mike. He had that move, and it was one of the ones that you nominated for us to use. But in the end, the fans decided it, and uh, it really was a slick move Marco put on there. Absolutely. Uh, Al, boy, this one sure changed complexion-wise. Each team gets four sets of, of wet tires, and uh, it looks like at some point, uh, Al, they're going to have to make a decision on when they're going to go back to drives. Yeah, down here in pit lane, it really is clearing up, and it's just a matter of time, and that really is going to be probably one of the keys to winning this race is when you switch from the wet tires to your dries. We'll get back to Al Spire momentarily. We're ready to go back to green flag racing. 18 laps, make it 19, are now complete as they cross the start-finish line. Kevin Lee, Justin Wilson leads the field into one. And the battle is going to be for second place as Ryan Briscoe goes to the inside of Will Power, and Power is going to lose all kinds of positions. Oriel Servia gets by him, 
and he's side-by-side side with Graham Rahal as they head to Jerry Baker. Will Power got way out wide. He lost a ton of space. Here comes that red and yellow McDonald's machine. Justin Wilson, full board, and right on his bumper is Ryan Briscoe. Briscoe making a terrific move to get back into the race field in the number five car of Oriole Serbia. That's your numbers one, two, and three as they go through the water in turn number four, five, and six. In only his second IndyCar Series event, it is Justin Wilson showing the way over Ryan Briscoe by about seven car lengths. Then comes Oriole Serbia, single file through here. It's going to be interesting to watch Tony Kanaan as he moves through the field from his 11th position after that pit stop. Ryan Briscoe, bitten by bad luck last week at Homestead, Miami, would have most assuredly had a top five. Best battle on the racetrack would be Oriole Serbia and Graham Rahal. They're slugging it out for third as they make their way through turn 14. So as we watch Justin Wilson lead, and we've got a problem in turn number 10, Mark James. Mario Marias just punted Danica Patrick to the runoff area. They got side by side. Danica had the advantage. Mariah came, uh, Marias came underneath her and shoved her into the runoff area. She's trying to get the Delphi safety crew to get her back underway. So more misfortune in turn 10 for Danica Patrick. Patrick, as now the Delphi safety team has to bring the onboard starter out to get her back underway. So problems once again for Danica Patrick, the second time today that she's had a problem in the turn 10 area. Al Spires, the executive director of Firestone Racing, he joins us from the pits. Al, we know that the the, the tire currently on the car, the wet tire, much softer than the, the slick that is normally run on this track, with part of the track being wet, part of it being dry. How long do you think they can stay on this set of Firestone wet tires? Well, when the track dries out, Mike, it'll only be a matter of maybe three or four, maybe five laps if it's dry. And those tires are extremely soft. They're really sticky. But the, the, the rain tires need that water to cool them off. Without that water, they will overheat uh, like maybe five laps. Okay, so Al, given a situation where we've got now about 70% of the groove dried, do you expect to see teams start to make the call here relatively soon to go back to the dry tires? Yes, I would. Really, almost any time now, Mike. And you'll probably see some cars diving off the regular racing line to hit a puddle or something just to keep the rain tires cool. But it really won't be long now. Unless it rains again, uh, they'll be coming in pretty soon for a tire change. Okay, and uh, once again, we want to let everyone know that it was Marco Andretti who wins the first tire-rific move of the race award. And, Al, it will be after this race, what, sometime tomorrow when fans can go to IndyCar.com, look for the nominees for the second tire-rific move of the race, and they can be Begin voting, correct? Yes, sir. We uh, will make the nominations right after the race ends. First thing tomorrow morning on IndyCar.com, fans can go and vote for their tireific move of the race. And I got to tell you, Mike, we're getting a few raindrops back down here in pit lane. So a little more rain beginning to fall. Al, you never know. These guys might use all four sets of those Firestone wets that you've given them uh, here this weekend. Well, there's no doubt the tire selection is going to be a big part of this race, Mike. Okay, we're going to keep our eye on that. Uh, Al Spire, Executive Director of Firestone Racing, thanks so much for being with us, and congratulations to Marco Andretti. He picks up $10,000, Davey, as the winner of uh, that award. You know, interesting to, to hear Al talk about the fact that some of the drivers actually using the puddles to cool these tires down and to be able to keep them under a little bit longer. Longer. I wonder now if perhaps Tony Kanan and Elio Castroneves uh, may be thinking, oh, oh, we, oh and we got a problem there as uh, a car has clipped Mark Jane's the barrier. That was Townsend Bell as he exited turn number 10. Yeah, we see the damage from where Townsend Bell uh, left this area. A couple of drivers have had some narrow misses. That tire barrier really not sticking out very far, but if you swing it too wide, you're going to clip it, and that's exactly what happened. Now, 
guys need to be careful and gals when they make their way through here in the future circuits because uh, there's a lot of debris off the banners for Acura hanging off of those tires and they're dangerously close to the racing group and that may upset the race car. Okay, uh, Justin Wilson continues to lead. Ryan Briscoe runs second. Oriol Servia is third. Will Power is fourth. Graham Rahal runs fifth. The rest of the top ten. Dan Weldon, Scott Dixon, Darren Manning, Frank Pereira, Ernesto, make that EJ Vizo, who currently runs 10th. Tony Kanan, who stopped during uh, the last caution period. Uh, TK came in, took fuel only, did not take tires. Enrique Bernoldi runs 12th. Elio Castroneves, who followed TK onto pit lane, also stopped, only took fuel, did not take tires. Vitor Mira runs 14th. Buddy Rice is 15th. Jay Howard is 16th. Ed Carpenter is 17th. Ryan Hunter Ray is 18th. Marco Andretti is 19th. Townsend Bell is 20th. And you know, Davey, Mark James is right. You're going to have to exhibit some real caution there. You can see that uh, that uh, area there, that's uh, the debris from uh, Townsend Bell clipping that tire barrier, it's jutting out a good uh, foot or two uh, there farther out than the tire barrier itself. Yeah, and it shouldn't hurt anything. I mean, it, it could uh, be pulled on the racetrack, though, and if it pulls on the racetrack, I would suspect to see yellow so it doesn't get in the guy's coolers or something like that and create some overheating. So Justin Wilson is out in front. As Jerry Baker, uh, you pick up the leader. Uh, what about the weather condition? What's it doing right now? It's starting to rain again, and that Justin Wilson you talked about is right now on the rear chassis of Danica Patrick, and if they put the uh, they put the slicks on now, Mike, they better be careful because it's really starting to come down again up here. It's also raining, and the wind is blowing a lot harder than it was a few minutes ago. Variable, changeable weather conditions so far here in the first laps at St. Petersburg. Wilson continuing to set the pace. Wind's a little stiffer where we are in turn 10. However, the rain is spotty at best. Again, we think for our vantage point, it might be just the water being blown off the leaves of the palm trees since we're so close to them, about 15 to 20 feet off the race course. Meanwhile, the leader with Danica Patrick in front, she's running at the rear of the field already at 13 and 14. Yeah, and Danica Patrick doing everything she can, Davey Hamilton, to stay on the lead lap. One thing she'd like to see right now is a full-course caution. Yeah, she would. She needs a big time because Justin's faster than her, and she, he is going to pass her this next couple laps, I'd have to think now. You gotta, she has to be careful, too, to make sure she's not blocking him because they'll ask her to move out of the way of the leaders if she is uh, trying to block him intentionally. So once again, your top ten, Justin Wilson, Ryan Briscoe, Oriol Servia, Will Power, and Graham Rahal. Dan Weldon runs sixth. Scott Dixon is seventh. Frank Pereira is eighth. Darren Manning is ninth. EJ Vizo is tenth. That's the way the top ten run after 24 of 100 laps on the wet streets of St. Petersburg at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. Back at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, watching Will Power and Graham Rahal, the Aussie Vineyard car, being chased by the 06 out of the Newman Haas-Lanigan camp. Jerry Baker in front of you. What we're looking at right now is uh, Graham Rahal, who's really been driving hard into this turn number four. He gets around. Will Power picks up a position. That's the number four spot. We'll keep an eye on a buck. Did Justin Wilson get the job returned back to uh, to Graham this time? Now, Graham Rahal will now set his sights on Oriol Serbia right here running right ahead of him, Will Power behind him, and so are the two Ganassi cars as they battle for position here, single file through here. So we're being told that uh, we've got a local yellow uh, in turn four. Jerry Baker looks like Buddy Rice has spun is. off in the same spot as Marco Andretti. Well, what they're doing up here, Mike, it, it is Buddy Rice in the, the blue and white car. If you get just a little bit out of the groove, you've got a decision to make. 
Do I want to go ahead and try to make this turn, or do I just want to slide off into the into the runoff area? That's what happened to Buddy. He's got it turned around, and now the safety crew is out. They'll give him a shove and get him back out on the race course. 27 of 100 laps are being shown complete. We're expecting to see some of the leaders uh, start pitting in about 12 laps. Keep in mind that uh, at least two of the cars running towards the front, Tony Kanaan and Elio Castro-Neves, came in for fuel only at uh, the 14-lap mark under a yellow flag and did not take tires. Let's go to Mark Jaynes in turn number 10. Uh, Elio Castro-Neves, a little tap dance here at the uh, setup in turn number 10. He went side-by-side with E.J. Vizo and had to climb on the binders because he wasn't going to be able to turn the race car. Fortunately, he got it geared down, got it locked down just prior to the entrance of turn 10. He let the 33 car of Fizo clear him and got back underway. But a tense moment, most assuredly, for Elio Castro-Nevis. Danica Patrick, uh, Davey Hamilton, doing a pretty good job holding off that lead car of Justin Wilson as she continues to try to get her lap back, just praying for a full course a full course caution. Yeah, timing and scoring's down on my monitor, Mike, but she's doing a good job. Their lap times seem to be right about the same. So, uh, yeah, she's doing a good job to keep that lap. She's hoping for that caution right now just so she can catch up to the back of this field. Justin Wilson is the leader. Ryan Briscoe runs second. Oriole Servia is third. Graham Rahal got past Will Power a lap earlier to go to fourth. Will Power is fifth. Dan Weldon runs sixth. Scott Dixon is seventh. Frank Pereira is eighth. On the front straight, uh, we're keeping our eye on the cars of uh, Graham Rahal and uh, behind him, Oriole Servia and Will Power. As they now head into the downtown portion of the racetrack, Jerry Baker should be coming your way. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Graham Rahal's done a real nice job of picking off cars as he comes into turn number four. There he goes, then the number five machine of Oriole Servia, and uh, then that uh, green and yellow machine of Will Power. And again, they're fighting a lot of water, Mike, in turns four and especially five and six as they head toward Bob Jenkins. I, too, have been very impressed with Graham Rahal as he has now gone ahead of Oriole Serbia. Graham Rahal, the young son of the Indy 500 winner, Bobby. Bobby's keeping his eye, of course, on his own team, but also watching very carefully his well-performing young son. Well, that pass, by the way, uh, made in front of us on the previous lap. He went side-by-side with Serbia. Oriel Servia deciding to go with discretion as the better part of Valor as he let him slip by him to the inside because Oriel knew he was headed for the tire barrier. Leaders already back in the straightaway. Yeah, and just about six car lengths separate uh, the car at the very tail of the lead lap. Danica Patrick uh, from the first place car of Justin Wilson. They clear turn one and turn two. Danica Patrick a couple of spins trying to stay on the lead lap. Can she hold off Justin Wilson? They're headed to you, Jerry Baker. Got her hands full, Mike King. I'll tell you what, she's done a good job in staying in front of Wilson. Now, whether you consider that blocking or not, that's not for me to call. But right now, she is really, she slides to the outside through that water, and Wilson comes right up uh, about a a half a dozen car lengths behind her. She remains ahead of Wilson by about just a single car length as they come through corner number nine, trying desperately to stay on the lead lap. Wilson with about a 12-car length advantage on Briscoe. A little bit of sunshine splashing on her shoulders here at the end of this Bayfront Boulevard. Danica Patrick yanks the wheel to the left. She, of course, has the McDonald's machine of Justin Wilson in tow. They have a comfortable advantage over Ryan Briscoe, 
Briscoe also essentially all by his lonesome on the racetrack. The car off the pace, the 15 car of Buddy Rice, then the 06 machine of Graham Ray Hall. So Danica Patrick able to maintain pace. It looks like Ryan Briscoe, though, starting to close down the gap just a bit between himself and the first place front runner. It was 2.8 seconds last time by. This time by, the difference is 2.1 seconds as Ryan Briscoe trimmed seven tenths of a second off of the lead on that lap. And Mark James, it looks like that racing line down the Bayfront straightaway to you in turn 10 is now completely dry. Yeah, all but dry, and the only dampness there is as well to the outside, the Bayfront side, if you will, and uh, no one should really be running there anyway. Anybody that's tried that groove has gone side by side. They've had to lock it up and uh, defer to the car to the right. There is a lot of moisture leaving us in the exit of turn number 10, but again, Mike, a portion of the race course where there shouldn't be a car. Davey Hamilton, this Danica Patrick, uh, Justin Wilson battle has allowed Ryan Briscoe to close the gap pretty dramatically. I'll tell you what, uh, Ryan was quite a ways behind. I mean, Justin had a, I mean, uh, Justin had a great lead, but it's getting closed up. But Danica's in front of him. He can't get by her. It's hard. It's still a one-groove racetrack. But uh, they may be talking to her pretty soon if she keeps continuing to hold them up. So once again, Danica Patrick, who has experienced a couple of problems here this afternoon, both in turn 10, in 13, now in 14. And, of course, we talked to Al Spire about uh, 10 laps earlier. Al, the executive director of Firestone Racing, said they can only stay out there on these uh, wets for only so long in a dry condition because they are so soft. But Danica Patrick continues to run in front of the leader, Justin Wilson, as Jerry Baker. They head through turn one and turn two. Looks like just about the entire race groove is dry. Ryan Briscoe continues to close the gap. I am amazed, Mike, at how this track is dried because five minutes ago it was soaking wet. Here comes Justin Wilson. He will pull right up on the rear wing. And can he make the pass? He cannot. He takes the high road. She'll take the low road. And now maybe a car, car and a half length. Danica Patrick is really under under fire right now from that uh, second car. Full course yellow was on the race course. Oh, how about that? And there's the break, Mark Jaynes, that she was looking for as Danica Patrick will be able to rejoin the field at the tail of the lead lap. So this hard fight that she has put up, it's going to wind up paying off as she gets to take advantage of a full course caution. Boy, it's been a long day for her already, and we have uh, seen misfortune bite her twice down here. Uh, once earlier uh, with Jay Howard at the start of the race and then uh, most recently with Mario Marias. But again, uh, another thing that the, an innovation, not necessarily an innovation, but a change over the last couple of years that we have to, to, to maybe pass along to folks. Credit the Delphi safety crew with the onboard starters, Mike, because quite frankly, were it not for that, uh, her day would have been done. And they got out there working very, very quickly. They got her refired, and uh, her staying on the lead lap, she's done a great job as a driver, but also hats off to the Delphi safety crew because their work allowed her to stay on that lead lap. So the pace car will pick up the leader, Justin Wilson. Davey, that will allow Danica to get on the throttle and rejoin the field at the tail of the lead lap. Give her credit because it was about time for race control to start saying, okay, you got to yield to the leader, but she hung in there. Yeah, she hung in there. She was running hard. She actually made just one small mistake. I think in turn one, Mike got out a little bit wide. He really caught her. She just tried to, you know, and the yellow came out obviously at a perfect time for her. She needs to, whoever lost that little teeny piece of debris on the racetrack, she needs to go thank him for sure. But now, here's the question who's going to pit? Who's going to gamble on the dries? There is a little sunshine out. I don't think any rain's uh, falling around the track anywhere. And there's only a couple spots that I see wet uh, right in the groove, and I don't think it's enough to affect the wet tires. So they could start gambling. Now, you got to remember one thing. 
the one at Wettest Place is Pit Lane. So they got to make sure they get in and off of Pit Lane on Slick's uh, good as well. Scott Dixon, who is uh, currently shown in fifth place, will have to go behind Will Powers. So Dixon, who had apparently picked up fifth place, uh, will have to be moved back behind Will Power. We are under a full course caution for Debris. And uh, Kevin Lee, what are teams, what's it looking like right now? Are teams going to go with the Slicks or are they going to go with another set of rain tires? I'm up here with the two Ganassi teams and the guys have rain tires in their hands. And they're the only two in my area that look like they're planning on stopping, but that's not a definite. They have not committed at this point. We're told that Townsend Bell and the dryer Reinbold machine is asking for slicks. The pits will remain closed this time. Once again, debris on the track, and we are told that Graham Rahal ran over that debris. Don't know if uh, he cut down a tire, perhaps uh, had any damage, but uh, we've got an awful lot of folks. It looks like the leader, Justin Wilson, they are going to call for slicks there as well. They're holding on to rain tires. Oh, they are holding. Ray. I yeah. thought he had slicks yeah. in his yeah. hands. Let's get to a break very quickly. When we come back, we'll have another round of pit stops here at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete with your top five, Justin Wilson, Ryan Frisco, Graham Rahal, Oriel Servia, and Will Power. Pit stops are underway in St. Petersburg. Let's go to Kevin Olson. Justin Wilson pit. He's in and out on rain tires in 9.89 seconds. Is uh, Graham Rahal right behind him in rain tires. Let's go to Jake. Here in the Penske pits, they have pulled the tires off. They were going to go with Reigns, but they decided to keep Ryan Briscoe and Elio Castroneves out. Ryan Briscoe has not pitted. They are saying they believe he can go 43 laps, 43 laps before Briscoe has to come in. To Kevin Lee. Justin Wilson got out of pit road first, followed by Graham Rahal, and Scott Dixon got out third out of these drivers. Everybody in my area, including Dixon, took rain tires. So it looks like everyone has taken rain tires at this point. Uh, let's go back for a quicker recap. Kevin Olson, anybody on your end that took uh, slicks? Uh, the only one I seen had him out was Darren Manning. Uh, Will Power also was on rain tires. Everybody else down this way looked like they were on the reins. Okay, so uh, rain tires as uh, once again the rain has stopped here on the streets of St. Petersburg. We are showing, a, I would say, somewhere in the neighborhood, Davey, of 85 to 90 percent of the groove around this track almost completely dry. I'm a bit baffled why somebody didn't uh, perhaps gamble uh, on the slicks and, and try to take advantage because if you went to rain tires, looks like Vitor Mira, Vitor Mira for example, it uh, looks like he grabbed slicks. Yes, uh, let's see uh, who else. So it looks like Vitor Mira. We know the 23 of Townsend Bell also grabbed slicks. I think I would have taken the gamble at this point, Davey, given how quick the track is drying, unless these guys uh, maybe have their own meteorolog- meteorologist telling them that it may rain once again. Well, they could be, but right now, I mean, I would have slicks on right now in this in this condition because look at these guys going down the front straightaway. Everybody with rains is running to the very bottom, staying in the in the wet. wet. The guys with the slicks, they could be out in the groove or the preferred line. And they can actually do some passing, even if it's just on this front straightaway. If it's the only place they have to follow the leader, the rest, they're way better off with slicks, I think, at this point. Al Spire told us that in a situation where you are running these uh, these wet tires on a dry track, you're only going to get five, six, maybe eight laps out of them, Davey. That's right, and it's dry. Majority of the place, Mike, in the groove. Now, what happens, they have to start running out of the groove, but the guys with the slicks, it leaves them a passing opportunity to overtake them. So uh, it's going to be interesting.
interesting when you have a little mix of both. If you remember New York, where uh, Thomas Schechter, I think, is one of the first ones to come in and put uh, and slick tires Glenn. or Watkins Glen. Yep. Yeah, that uh, you know, and he he picked up some time and he went to the lead of that race. So uh, Vitor uh, Vitor Mira in the Delphi National Guard car, uh, Darren Manning uh, in the ABC Supply car, Townsend Bell in the William Rass car. Uh, all of three of those drivers apparently have taken slicks, and uh, we're just gonna have to see whether or not it pays off. Uh, we'll give you an update as we go. You're listening to us today on great radio stations like WDAE AM in St. Petersburg, Florida, WTYE FM in Robinson, Illinois, on WHB AM in Independence, Missouri, on WZBD FM in Burn, Indiana, and on KSLK FM in Visalia, California. Great to have you with us. Also, would like to say welcome to all of you listening to us on IndyCar.com, on XM IndyCar 145, and XM Sports Nation XM 144. Set to go back to Green Flag Racing as we watch Ryan Briscoe, who stayed out. He's going to lead the field to the green flag with 36 laps being shown complete. Ryan Briscoe is out in front. Kevin Lee heading to one. Briscoe got a good jump. Buddy Rice is right behind him. I don't think that's the position. And Dan Weldon is going to lose a spot there. And that's Frank Pereira and both Tony Kanon getting around him. And Weldon now trying to hold off Elio Castroneves. Ryan Briscoe running in only his second race here at St. Pete has really stretched the lead now. That uh, car right behind him is the Buddy Rice machine, but Buddy Rice falls back slowly as uh, Ryan Briscoe now looks like he's got everything under complete command as he heads towards turn number eight. Track conditions have improved greatly here in turns eight and nine. It is basically dry, but it's a very narrow groove, and should you stray out of that groove, you would be in trouble. Everybody single file through corner number eight and corner number nine as Briscoe sets the pace here. Track position improves track conditions drastically for one Ryan Briscoe. Frank Pereira trying to reel in Buddy Rice. He has Tony Kanan and told us they exit turn number 10. So we're going to keep our eye on the leaders. Tony Kanan appears to be on the move, Davey Hamilton. Uh, I've just got a sneaking suspicion they put slicks on. We're going to try to confirm that, uh, but uh, the way he is coming up through the field, Ryan Briscoe out in front. Keep in mind they didn't stop him. We see the other cars battling, but Tony Kanan right now is on the move. Frank Pereira has gone to second place. Tony Kanan is now being shown in third. Dan Weldon is fourth. Elio Castro Neves is fifth. We've got a car that has spun. Let's check that on the course as Ryan Briscoe continues to lead. Somebody said we've got a spin. Who is it? 06 car of Graham Rahal. Okay, so Graham Rahal, according to Kevin Olson. uh, KO, where'd the spin take place? Because we're not picking it up. He was coming off the coming onto the main straightaway here and spun her around, got her going real quick. Okay, so uh, we're hearing that he spun. Uh, meantime, we're having a report uh, that there are rain showers once again on the course. Uh, let's go uh, out to turn number nine. Bob Jenkins. Yeah, alert. just a light sprinkle, but it is uh, definitely coming down once again. Unbelievable. There were change in weather conditions that we have had in this race so far. The drivers are trying to put up with it, but it's sure not easy. Kevin Lee, you've got an update on Tony Kanaan. He did not come in just a moment ago. Remember, he came in that first time That's on right. lap 16, so That's he's still right. on the rain tires, uh, and he's still on the original tires from the beginning of this race. Okay, uh, so uh, as we continue to watch, and uh, we're taking a look now, and it was Graham Rahal making contact with Will Power, and Kevin Olson was exactly right, uh, but Graham did not spin on his own, Davey. This was some pretty good contact here. Yeah, he definitely, uh, he kind of came to, uh, 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 Graham was actually uh, 
going through on the outside of Will Power. Will was in the very bottom of the racetrack, and they just ran out of real estate, bumped each other, and around went Graham. Oriole Servia did a good job of avoiding the contact. Ryan Briscoe is being shown the leader. Frank Pereira is second. Tony Kanaan currently runs third. Fourth place to Dan Weldon. Fifth place to Elio Castroneves. Sixth place to Marco Andretti. Seventh place to Ed Carpenter. Bruno Junquera is eighth. Hideki Muto is ninth. Justin Wilson is tenth. Let's keep in mind, Ed Carpenter did not pit during that round. And Tony Kanaan, of course, and Elio Castroneves both pitted much earlier on lap 14. Hideki Muto and Justin Wilson round out the top ten, running ninth and tenth, respectively. Scott Dixon runs 11th. Ryan hunter Ray is 12th. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is 13th. Oriole Servia is 14th. Vitor Mira is 15th. E.J. Vizo is 16th. Enrique Bernoldi is 17th. Darren Manning is 18th. 19th to Will Power. Danica Patrick currently running 20th. All of those cars are on the lead lap. Let's go to Jake Query on pit lane. Ryan Briscoe is still, of course, in the lead. He is now about four laps away from when he needs to come in. They believed he could stay out for 43 laps. He has yet to come in. When Briscoe comes in, it is expected he will go to slicks, depending on whether or not these conditions change, guys. And and let's remember that uh, Ryan Briscoe, Davey Hamilton, on a separate strategy from his teammate Elio Castroneves at this point. Yeah, there's some different strategies. I'll tell you what, Elio has been pretty aggressive. He He made a pass on Dan Weldon, but almost got into the back of Frank Pereira going into turn one. I mean, it was a thread in the needle thing. But, you know, we got to hats off a little bit, too, to some guys running up front. How about Ed Carpenter right now? Not a road road race guy at all, just trying to hang in there. It rains. They're doing a little bit of pit strategy, but he's at P7 right now. We've got a great race right now for fourth place as three drivers, Dan Weldon, Elio Castroneves, Marco Andretti, go tail to tails. They head to Mark Jaynes in turn number 10. They'll clear the baseball stadium and the Mahaffey Theater. It looks like Elio Castroneves going to beat that bunch here. Buddy Rice, the 15th car off the pace, running in front of them. Weldon is nose to tail with Marco Andretti. Elio with a bit more breathing room now as they clear turns 11 and 12. So Dan Weldon will come through turn number 10 as uh, Elio Castroneves starting to put the pressure on. It looks like Elio Castroneves trying to make his way around a car, and he has done it. He has cleared the 15, or at least now trying to go side-by-side with the 15 of Buddy Rice. So Buddy Rice, who is running a bit back in the pack, now giving up the position uh, to Elio Castroneves. So now Elio's got the lap car of Buddy Rice separating himself and the other two cars that are pursuing him, Dan Weldon and Marco Andretti, Jerry Baker's ahead of you. And they go side by side for just a moment, and Buddy Rice has really become a chicane right now. He has moved to the outside of the track as Dan Weldon goes to the inside. We're also watching Carpenter again try to work his way around him, and that's the way they're going to go. One, two, three, four, just nose to tail. It looked for just a moment or so. They had a, a little touch up there with Justin Wilson. Bob, what do you see? Uh, Wilson is okay. They come through here single foul. They are very, very close together. Wilson trying all he can to get ahead. Uh, and Carpenter was right ahead of him. Bad news for Frank Pereira and also your leader, Ryan Frisco. Tony Kanan has cleared all kinds of lap traffic. And Mike, he's working his way through 11 and 12. And Tony Kanan is really close to the gap. Tony Kanan, uh, you might remember, pitted on lap 14. He and Elio Castroneves uh, pitted together, actually. Uh, it was Elio who followed him in. Tony Kanan, currently shown right now in third place, as he now goes after uh, the number 34, Frank Pereira. We see the 26 of Marco Andretti on pit lane with 41 of 100 laps complete. So Marco Andretti will pit. It looks like the 9 of Scott Dixon is also in. The 17 of Ryan Hunter-Ray will pit. The 7 of uh, Danica Patrick 
also on pit lane. Let's go to Kevin Lee. We'll see Scott Dixon come down at 60 miles an hour. He's in the first pit stall. A couple of spots behind him is Marco Andretti. He's getting service. I will have to go back and double check on Marco, but they're putting slicks on Scott Dixon up front. Scott Dixon is changing to the slicks, and he's going to get out. They've got a problem with Marco's car. He is still sitting in his stall. Yeah, Marco Andretti was taking slicks, uh, but it took a while to get him out. Now they're going to hold him, Davey Hamilton, so it looks like Marco Andretti going to have a difficult time as Scott Dixon gets out, Danica Patrick gets out, but there's a problem with Marco Andretti's car. Oh, looks as, like yeah. a half shaft, maybe. Oh, oh. my. So Marco yeah, Andretti has broken the half shaft, it looked like, as he was attempting to leave the pit. Marco Andretti, who drove to a second-place finish last week at Homestead Miami Speedway, he was going to take slicks on uh, lap 41. It looks like, Davey, his day here is done. Yeah, it looks like they had the camera, the shot that we've seen, down at the right rear half shaft suspension area, and you could tell there was something askew in there, and it looked like possibly a half shaft hanging down. I think his day's completely over, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Now, now what's interesting is these guys... They could have pitted and put slicks on. What Vitor Mira did, he's running P7, P6. He keeps picking them off, and he is way down in the speed charts. As you remember, now he's fast, and he's got those slicks. Well, let's uh, remind you once again, Vitor Mira, uh, Darren Manning, and uh, Townsend Bell all took slicks, and uh, we're uh, still awaiting some of these other drivers to come in. Buddy Rice uh, taking slicks as uh, he is in. Ryan Briscoe continues to lead. Davey, i got to admit, I can't believe how long he's been out on this set of Firestone wet tires. The wear that he's getting out of these things, just incredible. It is incredible. I mean, he's just hitting enough wet spots down the front straightaway. He's right on the bottom line going all the way down the straightaway, but it's working. And, and But I tell you, I, I think that they may be wearing out here pretty soon, but we'll find out. Well, we're keeping our eye on Ryan Briscoe. He is the leader, and Ryan Briscoe right now, man, he must be driving that car in terms of smooth. He must be smooth to near perfection as he brings it alongside the wall here on the front straight. Davey, I think he did that intentionally, just trying to pick up a little bit of moisture, cool them off a little bit. Yeah, it's an easy way to tell who has slicks and who has rain tires. Who Those that have slicks are out against the standard groove up along the wall. But the guys with the rain tires, they're at the very bottom where nobody runs, where it's a little damp, to where they try to cool those tires off. The 10 of Dan Weldon is on pit lane. It looks like, uh, what do we have, the 23. The 23 is also on pit lane as well. So Townsend Bell, who asked for slicks a little bit earlier, not sure what's going on with Townsend Bell, not taking tires. Looks like he is just taking fuel. Kevin Lee, uh, Marco Andretti, unfortunately done for the day after a second-place finish last week. Yeah, and he's not ready to talk yet. He needs a couple of minutes to cool off. We'll talk with Marco in just a moment. Meantime, Dan Weldon came in, and he just took slicks, and he's back out into the race. So Dan Weldon takes slicks with 43 of 100 laps complete. Oreo Servia is in, and he is taking slicks as well. Kevin Olson. He was in just for slicks. He was in and out in about nine seconds. Ryan Briscoe, though, what a masterful job. I'm going to be very interested in hearing what Roger Penske has to say about this guy because he has been out on this single set of Firestone wet since the start of this race. And, Davey, he's running essentially a drive race groove around this 1.8-mile street course. Yeah, you know, and he, he's probably wow. that strategy right now. If he can make it halfway... If he can make it halfway, get some slicks on this thing, make it in one stop. Tony Kanaan is on pit lane. Kevin Lee, you're there. It's his second pit stop. This is the original set of Firestone rain tires that he started the race with. They've got four Firestone Firehawk slicks out. He's going to get 22 gallons of ethanol. The tires are on. The jack is down. And Kanaan is away. Pretty good pit stop. Look that way. And uh, Kevin Lee, I'm curious. Uh, check out 
the Firestone wets they just took off and give us a report of what those things look like. He just had to just abuse the heck out of them. Looks like the two car of A.J. Foyt the fourth is now on pit lane as everyone trying to cycle through. And, Davey, if you made the decision to stay on wets this uh, last time before the stops that we were seeing now, you made a mistake. Yeah, you needed to go on wets. I mean, Vitor Perez, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You needed to get off the wets, go on to the dries, and a much better choice, and it's showing it with these guys. Vitor Mira is a P3 right now. Yep, Vitor Mira now running P3 in that Delphi National Guard car. They made the move. Here comes Ryan Briscoe. Briscoe is on pit lane. Kevin Lee, you're also taking a look at that other set of tires. They look pretty good to me. I'm certainly no tire expert, but it looks like they held up magnificently well. To Jake Query. Ryan Briscoe comes in. He has led the last 11 laps. They will finally put on the four slicks. Briscoe in. The car goes up. There have been no adjustments. He has no comments whatsoever about the car. He takes fuel. The ethanol goes in, and Ryan Briscoe pulls away in just over nine seconds. Meanwhile, his teammate Elio Castroneves will also come in. Castroneves, this is his second stop of the day. Castroneves will also take slicks. He was still on rain tires. The car goes up. The number three is in the air. The four slicks are on. The ethanol goes in, and he goes away. Now let's check in where Will Power is in the pits with Kevin Olson. Well, Graham Rahal has got here first, and they're going to go to slicks with him also. Will Power, they have the slicks set up for him. The four tires are off. The slicks have been put back on. He's ready to go back out. Graham Rahal is gone. Will Power, right behind him. So Will Power and Graham Rahal, the Newman Haas Lanigan car, followed out uh, by the KB Racing Technology car. An apparent problem for Bruno Juncara as he sits in the number 18 Z-Line Dale Coin Racing Machine, banging his hands, both fists on the steering wheel. Apparently a gearbox issue there, Davey Hamilton. It has not been Bruno's weekend. It hasn't been. He's broken suspension, I think, once, possibly two different times, hitting the speed bumps coming in through turn 11s and 12. Uh, it's been fast. He showed uh, times of uh, speed, but just as having some uh, mechanical issues. Enrique Bernaldi being shown as the leader. We should see him on pit lane soon. That's going to mean when we see Bernaldi on pit lane in the Conquest car, as we watch he and EJ Vizo now, Vitor Mira and EJ Vizo in a spirited battle. Mira, more than likely, it's either going to be Mira or Vizo that will be shown the leader when Bernoldi has to peel off. I've got to think the situation favors Mira, Davey Hamilton. He was in last. He took the, the slick tires sooner than anybody else. It was a good call by the Panthers. Oh, team. yeah. Whoa, they just split Anthony Foyt. Oh, man, it's man. five cars. Five one cars, Mark James, to turn 10. How about that? Manning and Mira at the rear of that group. And, uh, boy, how they all got through here without making contact, I do not know. But that battle continues up through 13 and 14. Boy, lap 40 to 50 here. All kinds of action for sure. Uh, very quickly, uh, let's check in. Bruno Juncara, what's the problem, Kevin Olson? Not a problem. He looks like one of them Formula One drivers throwing his hands up and down and slamming on the wheel. He's very upset. Well, we'll find out from Bruno Juncara as he is now, looks like, talking to Dale Coyne. He is furious. And, K.O., you're right. Uh, he uh, This is a real show of emotion by Bruno Juncara in the pit. And once again, looks like it could be a gearbox problem. Your top five, Enrique Bernoldi, Ernesto E.J. Vizo, Vitor Mira, Darren Manning, and Jay Howard. That's the way the top five runs. We'll hear from Marco Andretti. When we come back, uh, as uh, we get set to take an ID and, of course, a break as well, fast and furious action here. We pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network.
halfway through the Honda Indy Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. EJ Viso is the leader. I'm Kevin Lee on the pit road. Marco Andretti out way too early. What put you out, Marco? Uh, drive shaft, the same thing as uh, my rookie year. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I definitely let the Gillette boys down. I have to... Uh, I definitely have to apologize because we definitely had the pace out there, but obviously it doesn't matter if you don't bring home a result. Um, could not be more disappointed in myself. Rookie mistakes right now, that's no good. What were these conditions like with the wet and then as it dried up? Yeah, it was very difficult. It's tough to not make mistakes and very tough to keep your, your uh, wet tires underneath you. I think we did a good job at that, you know, because uh, we were able to, to work through the field twice, you know, and uh, but again, it doesn't matter. Thank you. That's Marco Andretti. So as we continue on here with 50 of 100 laps complete, EJ Vizo is out in front, the HVM racing machine, followed by Enrique Bernoldi, the former Formula One driver who now drives uh, for Eric Bachelor in Conquest Racing. Vitor Mira, the Panther Racing Team, making the call to go with Slicks earlier than just about anyone else. Uh, they, uh, along with uh, Darren Manning and the Foyt Team and the Dryer and Reinbold Team with Townsend Bell, all of them went uh, with uh, the uh, Slicks early on. And Vitor Mira right now, Davey Hamilton running a very strong third. Very strong third. And Darren Manning is that running AJ fourth. Car fourth. And Jay Howard in that Roth Racing car running in fifth. I mean, some guys that haven't, we didn't see them on top of the speed charge this weekend, but boy, some side-by-side action down Ed, there in turn one. Ed Carpenter going side-by-side with the 33, so Ed Carpenter in the 20, that uh, vision machine going side-by-side with the 33, and uh, uh, Vizo the leader, and my goodness, uh, what a battle uh, we have seen, Jerry Bakers, those cars are in front of you. Enrique Bernoldi, he did not get around him, and uh, Bernoldi takes that spot back as a hit toward turn eight. E.J. Viso has taken off. He has separated himself from the second-place car. Once again, the weather conditions here in this part of the racetrack are very good. It is 90% dry over all the track now, not just in the groove. Vitor Mira very late to the inside of Ed Carpenter, forced Carpenter to lift. Uh, Carpenter couldn't get back in the throttle quick enough and gave up uh, an advantage uh, to Ed Carpenter as Carpenter start, starts to pull away. E.J. Vizo, 23 years old from Caracas, Venezuela, is out in front. Enrique Bernoldi runs second, third to Vitor Mira. Darren Manning is fourth. Jay Howard is fifth. Mike Griffin is one of the owners of Panther Racing. Jay Query, what's he saying about Vitor Mira? Well, Mike, you guys were one of the first, if not the first, to go with the slicks. Now you find yourselves in the top three. You've got about another 12 laps before he He's got to come in. So far, the strategy paying off, it looks like. Uh, we think so, yeah. We, we decided to roll the dice and gamble. It was going to stay dry. Victor said the track was dry if you stayed online. So we kind of rolled the dice so we could stay online and run online. Uh, you got to have to gamble a little bit and get offline and get around somebody here and there. But so far, it's worked out pretty good. How challenging were the slicks for him from the get-go? Same as for everybody else. It's like roller skating, you know. I mean, you're pretty much hanging on. And the biggest biggest issue, I think, is the guys in the back can't see anything because everybody's throwing up spray. So you got a rooster tail coming off every car. Well, if you're eight or ten cars back, you're just driving in the shower. All right, that's Mike Griffin of the Panther Delphi National Guard team as they watch Vitor Mira, guys. Yeah, EJ Vizo continues to lead right now. The gap between first and second, 2.8 seconds. So Vizo in that HVM machine, Davey Hamilton, doing a very good job here. He has not had a particularly good weekend at all. No, he hasn't, but very impressive right now. I mean, he's he's laying down some really competitive laps, and I tell you what, he is uh, he's the guy to be uh, contending with right now. Jay Howard right now, uh, boy, he is really doing a good job as well, running in the top five. 
That car now uh, wearing the Cirrus aircraft colors after Marty Roth uh, had an incident this morning. The car was damaged, uh, not able to be repaired after that final warm-up That's session. That's impressive. And, I mean, Jay has had a great weekend. He's got some laps, but uh, his teammate had some problems throughout the weekend, so they put the Cirrus name on there along with Allsport. And I'll tell you what, he's running P5 right now and looking very strong. There's nobody putting any pressure on him at all right now for that position. Ed Carpenter, a couple of laps earlier, uh, I had misidentified the Enrique Bernoldi car, but uh, Ed Carpenter going two wide with Bernoldi through one and two. And, Davey, I'm not sure how they both got through there. Well, especially since Ed was out in the wa- There's only one dry groove around this racetrack. We keep saying everybody's on dry tires and it's dry, but the really, there's only one lane dry. So when you go out of that lane, you're in the wet. And uh, Ed did a good job being that he was in the wet. When as, it, as it stands right now, the t- uh, top two drivers uh, are regarded as rookies in the series. I'm sure Enrique Bernoldi gets a kick out of the fact that he's regarded as a rookie on a road or a street course, given his uh, former experience, uh, former experience uh, particularly in Formula One. But uh, Vizo, uh, the 23-year-old from Venezuela, is regarded as a rookie in the series, as is Bernoldi. And uh, they run 1-2 right now. Vitor Mira runs third. Darren Manning runs fourth. And you remember that Darren Manning had a good run here last year with AJ Ford. Darren Manning, we've seen him in this position before last year and had a little bit of bad luck right at the end. Now, we got to remember, everybody's going to make one more stop. Every, the entire field should be making one more stop. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. If another yellow is going to come out, obviously, Mike, the, the skies could open up again. There could be some more rain That's before right. this race is over. I don't expect it, but you never know. It could happen. Okay, Kevin Olson, back to the pits for a second to answer us a question. We saw Bruno Junquera in the car. It looked like he was going to go back out on the track. I think went out for one lap, came back in. We remember how animated he was, how upset he was with the team. We, uh, his pit is literally just across from our broadcast location. What is going on with Bruno Junquera, and uh, wh- what was the reason? Do we know the reason uh, for his obvious anger when he jumped out of the car? Well, he never went back out for a lap. He's been here since the, he pulled in. I asked some of the crew guys, and they said they don't know what's wrong. They had the front wing off. They're checking everywhere. And uh, he got back in, and now I guess uh, they're talking about taking him back out. Well, I'll try to get a word with Dale Coyne here shortly. Yeah, I just saw. It looks like you're going to be able to talk to Bruno because I uh, just saw them uh, give the uh, it's over sign. And uh, KO, they are going to take the hits around out, and it looks like uh, Bruno Giancaro will get out of the race car. He's out. This could be uh, quite a conversation uh, if uh, if he winds up talking to you, because whatever it was, it uh, really had him upset, Davey. Yeah, he was uh, definitely upset. We haven't seen that kind of uh, body language for a long, long time, and uh, he definitely was upset over something. Ryan Briscoe, uh, who pitted uh, at lap 45 for Slicks, that was 10 laps earlier, now uh, playing catch-up uh, to Jay Howard, Mark James. I believe they just passed you. They passed me. They're through 11 and 12 already. Uh, Tony Kanan also set to join that fray. And uh, got about four cars running together there. Scott Dixon, one of them. That could be a very good battle here very soon. Yeah, you're exactly right. Tony Kanan is part of that battle as well. So Jay Howard looks in his rearview mirrors. He sees Ryan Briscoe, Scott Dixon, and Tony Kanan. This is 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th. Running on uh, 50, the 56th of 100 laps, Jerry Baker's ahead of you. And Jay Howard has done a terrific job, and he's got all kinds of pressure on him right now with Ryan Briscoe and Tony Kanan's in that mix, along with the number nine car of Scott Dixon. So that foursome hooked uh, nose to tail as they hit toward turn number eight. Well, Jay Howard had quite an advantage on Ryan Briscoe just a few laps ago. Man. Oh, and Briscoe's oh. into the wall. 
Briscoe exited turn number nine too hard and clipped the wall, taking himself out of that battle and taking himself out of the race. A full course caution for Ryan Briscoe. So uh, Bob Jenkins sees it and calls it as it happens. Ryan Briscoe has pancaked the left side of the number six Team Penske machine. Let's go to pit lane. Kevin Olson, you've got Bruno Jancara. Well, I'm with Bruno. Bruno, you came in obviously upset. Uh, why are you out of the race? Uh, the input shaft uh, drove. That's what I think. Something on the gearbox for sure. Uh, I had the gears, but the clutch was spinning. There's no repair, I take it? Yeah, no repair. Why were you that? I know I know you don't want to be out of the race, but why were you that upset? Because the radio wasn't working. So I had to get out of the car to tell them what's happening. Okay, we'll see you next race. Thank you, Bruno. Bruno Junquera. So Bruno Junquera, very frustrated, as you can imagine. And, uh, Davey, we just watched the sixth car of the Team Penske machine get out of the groove and into the wall, and he's done a lot of damage to the left side of that race car. Carbon carbon copy of Tony Kanaan last year in the final pra- or, uh, in the Firestone Fast, Fast 6, six wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. He came in, he hit the inside wall, actually. Just barely brushed the inside wall with his right front. That shot him out, and Ben, he hit hard on the outside of that uh, that turn nine wall. So Ryan Briscoe is out of the car, and uh, Bob Jenkins, he is literally standing on the left side pod as he uh, waits for the Delphi safety team. Well, you got to take your hat off to him, though. He had a great race going and was breathing down Howard's neck as uh, they exited this corner, but perhaps put the power down just a little too early. The left side of the car got out from under him and banged a wall as he exited turn number nine. Tough break for Ryan Briscoe. So Ryan Briscoe, who was battling hard for fifth, looked like he was going to pick up the position. It didn't happen. His day is done. The second straight event where Ryan Briscoe will leave the race with his car on the hook. E.J. Vizo is the leader. Enrique Bernoldi runs second. Vitor Mira is third. Darren Manning is fourth. And Jay Howard is fifth. 58 of 100 laps are complete on the streets of St. Petersburg. Full course caution here on the streets of St. Petersburg. Mike King and the entire IMS Radio Network crew bringing you live coverage of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. We were watching the battle Bob Jenkins develop, and a good one it was as Ryan Briscoe was kind of setting his sights on Jay Howard, who currently runs in fifth. Uh, Scott Dixon ran behind Briscoe, as did Tony Kanaan. When suddenly Ryan Briscoe's uh, number 16 Penske car left the groove, shot into the outside wall, exiting turn number nine. And as we speak, Ryan Briscoe exits the car and gets into the Delphi safety vehicle for transport to the local uh, care center, but he is in good shape. Briscoe had two things that he was thinking about at the time. He was thinking about the car ahead of him, Jay Howard, and he was also thinking about Scott Dixon, who was right behind him, and Tony Kanaan was right behind Dixon. There was all kinds of activity going on, but as he exited corner number nine, the left front of the car banged the outside wall, and Ryan Briscoe is finished for the day. Still safety vehicles up here in turn number nine. 59 uh, laps are complete. We're working lap 60. Here's your top 10. E.J. Fizo, Enrique Bernoldi, Vitor Mira, Darren Manning, and Jay Howard, the top five. Scott Dixon is sixth. Tony Kanan is seventh. Frank Pereira is eighth. Ryan hunter Ray is ninth. And Elio Castroneves is tenth. 11th through 15th, Dan Weldon, Hideki Muto, Justin Wilson, Danica Patrick, and Townsend Bell. Ed Carpenter will stay out. The 36 of Bernoldi is in. The 14, the 4 is also in. We also see the 9, the 11, 
the three. Uh, let's go uh, first off uh, to Jake Query. Vitor Mira is in. This is a break for him. They were going to come in under green anyway. The car goes up. The four slicks are on. And Vitor Mira, well, he stalls it for a second. Now they push him out. Elio Castroneves out as well. But it was a 12-second stop for Vitor Mira. The Kevin Olsen. Enrique Bernaldi was in for four tires and fuel. He was in and out in about nine seconds, just a little over nine seconds, a good stop. So as we continue to watch the check up front, Kevin Lee. Dan Weldon did not take tires. I think he got out third in line. He got ahead of his teammate, Scott Dixon. EJ Viso did beat everybody out. Okay, as we continue to watch, Elio Castro Neves, Davey, as uh, as he came in, Elio was shown, uh, well, let's see, Elio at the time was not even running in the top ten. Elio Castro Neves uh, comes out, and it uh, looks like Elio is now running in sixth place. Yeah, he gained seven spots in the pits, so that was an extremely fast pit stop by those Pitsky guys, but, man, it's hard to make up seven. you got to remember, if his uh, pit stall is dry and the other guys are wet, they sit there and spin for a while before they get going, and that right. can waste a lot of time. Vitor for example, they dropped him, they sent him, it wasn't in gear. He lost some time, so he definitely lost some positions in the pits. We continue under a full course caution. Keep in mind that Ed Carpenter stayed out in the number 20 Menards car. Uh, let's go to uh, Jake Query very quickly. Ryan Briscoe has just found his way back to the Penske pits. Ryan, I know a disappointment. What happened? Yeah, I was just came up on the lap car and uh, just uh, clicked the inside uh, edge on the turn 10, turn 9 there and... Uh, just spat me into the wall. So. You did such a nice job staying out there for 45 laps on the rain tires. Then they took the slicks. Any difference? Was it any more difficult? Oh, it was perfect. You know, we uh, we worked really hard on saving fuel, and that got us those extra few laps we could run until the track was dry enough for slicks. And it was tricky for a couple of laps coming up to speed, but the timing was perfect. You know, we were uh, we were looking good. We'll see you again next week. Yeah. Ryan Briscoe, guys. So that is Ryan Briscoe, and uh, I almost hate to tell him that wasn't a lap car that he was coming up on. That was a car for position, so uh, unfortunately he'll find that out later. We continue under full course caution for the single-car incident involving Ryan Briscoe. Your top five at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Ryan hunter Ray is being shown as the leader. Graham Rahal currently second. E.J. Vizo third. Elio Castroneves fourth. Dan Weldon fifth. We'll reset the field after this round of stops for you when we come back. Back at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. A couple of cars get the wave around here as they were at the tail end of the lead lap. Uh, it looks like the 20 of uh, Ed Carpenter, the 19 and the 2. So the 20, the 19, and the 2, all three of those cars getting the wave around. Uh, so uh, Ed Carpenter, Mario Marias, and A.J. Foyt the 4th. And uh, that's the way it stands right now. Let's go to Jake Query. Jake, an update from Pit Lane. Bobby Rahal, Ryan hunter Ray shown in the lead, but my understanding is he was supposed to come in, correct? Uh, no, we were um, kind of uh, debating, and, uh, you know, we we were uh, considering both uh, options, but frankly, we wanted him to stay out. We think that there's going to be another yellow. We, you know, feels going to be a bit of an issue for us. Not horrible, but uh, if we get another yellow, we're looking good. What's his window? Do you know how much longer he can stay out? Oh, he can stay out for quite a while, yeah. All right, there you go. Bobby Rahal will watch Ryan hunter Ray. Yeah, because I thought I saw him on the pit entry lane. It might be that he ducked down low Navy and then came back out. We've got one to go with the line, so this could be a very interesting uh, strategy call here uh, by uh, Bobby Rahal.
on Ryan Hunter Ray. Keep in mind, they were very strong last week, very upset at the end of the race when Tony Kanaan opted to stay out and it bunched up the field on that final restart. Ryan Hunter Ray felt like he was deprived of a solid fifth place finish when he wound up getting jumped by Ed Carpenter because he could not get started because of the line he was on. And boy, they were hot after that race. They wound up seven. They were very upset, and rightfully so. I mean, that was kind of really a messy restart down there. Now, second place is Graham Ray Hall. Now, I'm not sure that he pitted either. I think uh, uh, Vizo, I think, was the first one who's in P3 right now that actually pitted. Okay, and uh, that is probably the case, and we will confirm that here momentarily. So right now, Bobby Rahal uh, keeping an eye on both the leader and the second-place car, for sure, because his car is out front, his son runs second. So Ryan Hunter-Ray is the leader, Graham Rahal runs second, E.J. Vizo is third, and E.J. has had a solid afternoon here. Elio Castroneves is his fourth, Dan Weldon is fifth, Scott Dixon runs sixth, Enrique Bernardi is seventh, Tony Kanan, the pole sitter, is eighth, Darren Manning is ninth, Vitor Mira runs tenth. As we will go back to green flag racing, this time by out in front, Ryan Hunter-Ray. He will bring Graham Rahal with Rahal stuck right in the rear wing, uh, right there at the gear end as they come across the line. It is going to be Ryan Hunter-Ray leading Graham Rahal by less than a car length. Elio Castroneves is going to pop to the inside of Bezo there in turn number one. And Graham Rahal grabbed the lead. He got to the inside of Ryan Hunter-Ray. Castroneves is in third, Bezo in fourth, and Weldon and Dixon. Here comes uh, the, the Graham Rahal. He has done just great stuff today up in this turn number four area. He has really stretched it out now. Here's a gang of the four cars trying to work their way through, but it is still the 06 car of Rahal out in front heading toward turn number eight. Remember, Graham Rahal is in his first IndyCar Series event. He did not participate at Homestead Miami Speedway. He's got the lead now. Yeah, we've got a problem. It was Justin Wilson and the 20 of Ed Carpenter, and Ed Carpenter's uh, Menards cars come to a stop, Terry Baker ran off into the uh, runoff area up here, Mike. He just simply took the, the turn too wide, and as I looked down the track, that bright Menard yellow car, the number 20 machine of uh, Ed Carpenter, is sitting right in the middle of the track. I have no idea how he got there, because he's completely in an area that you should never have any problems with. Well, we saw that Justin Wilson, Davey Hamilton, also involved. I did not see the uh, the incident take place. Did they touch each other? No, I didn't show it, actually, Mike. I didn't show it. They weren't on the screen. It just in our, our corner screens, I seen it happen, didn't see what caused the accident, but they definitely both went off down there, and I think I seen somebody touch the wall going through turn four that continued going as well. Bobby Rahal's got a smile on his face, he just finished saying, we, we think we're going to see at least one more yellow. Well, he's got at least one more yellow, in fact, uh, with 35 laps to go, he may see another one, we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. Bobby Rahal making the strategy call to keep Ryan Hunter-Ray out right now, his car runs second because his son, Graham Rahal, driving the number 06. Newman Haas Lanigan machine takes the lead from Ryan Hunter Ray on the restart in turn number one. Your top five Graham Ray Hall, Ryan Hunter Ray, Elio Castro Neves back up to third, EJ Vizo is fourth, and Scott Dixon is fifth at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Getting you up to speed on all of today's IndyCar Series action, it's time for The Whip. 66 of 100 laps are complete. Graham Rahal is out in front. Ryan Hunter-Ray runs second. Elio Castroneves is third. E.J. Vizo is fourth. And Scott Dixon is fifth. Dan Weldon runs sixth. Enrique Bernoldi is seventh. Tony Kanaan, Darren Manning, Vitor Mira fill out the top ten as we run with 66 laps being shown completed the 100 that make up the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. 
here in turn number nine, besides the hard rain we had earlier, the major story has been Ryan Briscoe. He was trying to pass Jay Howard for position, got the car too high coming off the corner, clipped the wall, and took himself out of competition. The most picturesque portion of the race course has been anything but picturesque for Danica Patrick. Twice she has run off the course here. That ended any hopes of her chance of winning at St. Pete today. Interesting development in the Rahal Letterman pit, where Bobby Rahal says Ryan Hunter Ray did not miss a call to come in. Either way, he had the lead until Graham Rahal took it over. Now Bobby Rahal watches his son in the lead, his driver in second. They, the Rahal uh, Letterman Racing Pits, are counting on this being a timed race. If that's the case, there's just over 18 minutes left. We're back to green, and on the restart, Dan Weldon lost some positions in turn number one. Keep in mind that he and Elio Castroneves did not take tires on that last stop. Scott Dixon did. He restarted in fifth, so watch for him. With all the incidents today, I think we might have forgot already that at one time Graham Rahal spun earlier in this race, now leads this race. So he's done a heck of a job today, especially as a rookie. And they are also hoping that this is a timed race with the Newman Haas team as they don't know if they can go all the way. In fact, Davey, wasn't it Graham Rahal who spun right on the start as we went to green and was able to save it and keep going? Actually, no, that was Ryan, Ryan Hunter Ray. Ray. Yeah. Right on the start, but Graham was, did have a spin as he well. He actually made contact uh, with, uh, was it Will Power coming That's off correct. of turn That's 14? Right. Yeah, yes. Correct. And so, yeah, man, it's impressive how fast he's running right now. And I'll tell you what, though, Elio Castroneves right now making a run for second place. He knows how to climb these fences. He knows how to win this race. Can he make it? Three in a, is it would be three in a it row, It would right? be three in a row, and uh, he just went to the inside of Ryan Hunter-Ray going through turn number one. Jerry Baker's Elio Castroneves now on the hunt as he goes after Graham Rahal. And now the battle is for the number three spot, and a race but that uh, Viso is really putting the pressure on Hunter-Ray right now. Still out in front, though. Castroneves trying to chase that leader, Rahal. Rahal tries to separate himself as much as he can from Elio Castroneves because he knows Elio is going to be charging. He's Closing in on the leader. Rahal with a great jump on the restart. Elio Castroneves fortunately made quick work of Ryan Hunter Ray. Elio's already checked out a bit from that pack of three, four, five, and six running behind him. So the question is, Davey Hamilton, if this winds up a timed event, and right now we are looking, uh, this is a, a supposed to be a two-hour event or 100 laps because of all of the, in fact, the first 10 laps of this race run under a full course caution because of the torrential downpour. If, in fact, this is a timed event, it looks like 449 would be the two-hour limit, which means only about 16 and a half minutes to go. Does Graham Rahal, does Ryan Hunter Ray, the fact that they did not come in, do they have enough fuel now to finish this race? Well, you know, Bobby Rahal had confidence that they did in, in that Ryan Hunter Ray car. Now, Graham Rahal, I'm not exactly sure on what time they pitted, but they, they're hoping for a timed race at this point. But I'll tell you, I don't know if it matters. Elio's coming on strong right now, but nothing, Mike. What a, what a great time. we got 22 cars still on the racetrack. Um, and sometimes we didn't even start that many of these races. So it's been great to have the unification, a lot of race cars, a lot of action. And with this rain, it's been nonstop action today. 19 cars still on the lead lap. Mark James, many of them coming to you in nine. Elio Castro Nevis is really starting to reel in Graham Rahal. Last time by, Graham was already in front of me in turn 10. A couple of hundred yards behind was Elio Castro Nevis. He was just passing the shadows of the baseball stadium. Now I think Graham Rahal is starting to see Elio in his rearview mirrors a bit. Well, let's check the gap. Last time by Elio Castroneves found himself uh, Davey Hamilton uh, trailing Graham Rahal by only 2.7 seconds. Graham Rahal picking up another second. So now Elio 3.7 seconds back. Well, you know, Graham, he's he's 
laid it out there. Oh, Kanan Tony just got Kanan by Dan Weldon. Yeah, Tony Kanan with a nifty move there through turn two as he gets past Dan Weldon, Jerry Baker, and heads towards you. He's got a little bit of running room right now. Swings it to the outside. Now puts it from those rumble strips. Tony Kanan looking strong, but right now Castro Neb is trying to catch the leader, Ray Hall, in turn eight. And Ray Hall is just not paying any attention to anybody except separating himself as much as he can from Elio Castro Nevis. Can this young man win his first IndyCar race today? The 33 car of E.J. Vizo trying to hold off Scott Dixon and company as they make their way through 11 and 12. Graham Ray Hall on a rail right now in the main straightaway. How big would this be for Graham Ray Hall? Missed his IndyCar Series debut last weekend at Homestead Miami Speedway after damaging the car during the Tuesday test session. Now Graham Ray Hall on track, 71 of 100 laps complete. But keep in mind now, the clock shows less than 15 minutes remaining. Davey Hamilton in this time event. It's going to be interesting. Is, is that official? It's 29 laps or 15 minutes, whichever comes, which obviously it's going to be the 15 minutes around here. But uh, another thing, looking at him, Vitor Mira, he looks like he got into a little bit of a barrier. He has some debris hanging off his left front wing. No damage, and I, I don't think it's going to affect him at all, but he does have some debris hanging off that left front nose wing. Graham Ray Hall, 19 years old, and uh, Davey, he just had his 19th birthday in January. Right now on track in that 06 Newman Haas Lanigan machine and Mark Jane's last time by the lead was 4.4 seconds. Yeah, he, Elio Castro Nevis has lost it for now in terms of his sight lines to the turns course to the scores. I'm sure Elio will be able to see him. He's already going to be through 13 and 14 before Elio has a chance to make those turns. The hole in the wall camps car. My, oh my, is he right now on a rail and riding that car smoothly into turn number one. Here is Graham Rahal on the 0-6 Jerry Baker as he heads to the city side of this racetrack. You know, sometimes, Mike, you look at the two guys battling and you can't really tell if they're changing the position that far. This time, you can. Graham Rahal in turn four, in turn five. Now, Castaneda is just getting to turn four. They're heading toward Bob in turn eight. Through turn number eight, now headed toward the waterfront. Makes the turn at turn number nine off of it very, very nicely. It doesn't look like Elio is closing in now. Graham Rahal has things to his liking. A lot of Hardy race fans remain here enjoying the fabulous show put on by Graham Rahal, Elio Castro, Nevis, and company. A cloudy day, but still plenty of racing action. It's been hot and heavy on the streets of St. Petersburg. Well, it looks like just about everyone uh, should have uh, completed all their pit stops. We're going to need to get verification, though, as far as the time limit. Whether or not it will be 4.49, that's the cutoff time. Right now, Graham Rahal is your leader. Elio Castro, Nevis, runs second, but he is going to have to pedal hard if he's going to make up the 4.6 second difference. Ryan hunter Ray runs third. E.J. Vizo is fourth. Scott Dixon is fifth as the laps begin to wind down at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. We are now less than 10 minutes away from the end of this race at uh, 4.49. This is going to be called, uh, because of the two-hour time limit, Graham Rahal, who made 14 Champ Car Series starts in 2007, he is the leader, 3.7 seconds, as the Newman Haas Lanigan 06 car is out in front. Carl Haas is uh, in the pits. KO, you're there. Well, Carl, does Graham Rahal have enough fuel to go the distance? Well, it's tight. It's tight. I don't know myself for sure. He's probably got about seven minutes now. Good chance. When did he last pit? 
Well, I, I, I don't have that exact right now, but it's 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 down it's down. Thank you. That's Carl Haas. Okay, and uh, Mark James, we've got a big problem in turn number ten. Four car gets struck as he sets uh, helplessly at turn number 10. He got together with the number 34 car of Frank Pereira. I think it might have been the 23 car of Townsend Bell that clipped him, Mike, we're not sure. But certainly two cars parked here. It was indeed Townsend Bell that clipped Vitor Mira after he had already been parked after collecting himself with Frank Pereira in turn 10. So this full course caution just might end this race. Davey Hamilton is now just nine minutes remaining. This is a big three-car incident. We see Townsend Bell as he is now coming back. Uh, Vitor Mira is uh, very upset. Uh, He was running top five. It looked like he was going to have a good solid finish. He is out of the car. Graham Rahal now is eight minutes away from claiming his first IndyCar Series victory in his first series start. Scott Dixon is out of this race. A problem for Scott Dixon, Davey, as we saw him come down the pit lane. A problem it looked like with the left as we watch this incident now once again with Vitor Mira and the 34 going into turn number 10. So big problems there as uh, Vitor got hooked up and uh, boy, he and Frank Pereira spun the car around and then the William Rast car, the 23 of Townsend Bell, made contact with the front of Vitor's car. Yeah, unfortunately, Vitor really had the line. Frank Pereira tried to get underneath, tried to get underneath of him, but didn't have the deal. He hit his right front to the to the left rear, turned him around, and then they're just sitting there. And then here comes Townsend Bell to take him out. But Vitor Mira totally got nailed. And uh, Mark James, Vitor Mira having a little discussion there with Frank Pereira. They are talking about exactly what happened, or I should say Vitor is doing all of the talking, and uh, I guess to Pereira's credit, uh, I don't know what it means, but he said absolutely nothing. Vitor Mira got out of the car, pointed to the right front of Pereira, and pointed to his left wheel. That's where the gesturing began. Then Vitor took the helmet off, as did Pereira. They got together, and they talked about it long and hard. They are not going to ride back together. The accident occurred just near the paddock, Pereira is going to walk back, and it looks like Vitor may ride back or at least put his equipment in the truck and then walk back to the paddock area. 77 laps are being shown complete. It is 4.42 Eastern time. This one will end, according to the clock, at just after 4.48. Make it, uh, I think, approximately 4.48 and 30 seconds. I think it's gonna, that's going to be just about the exact time that we hit the two-hour limit. Bobby Rahal is watching his car right now being driven by Ryan Hunter Ray run in third place but he's watching his son Graham in the number 06 Newman Hoslandic car he is now just six minutes away from winning this race what emotions he must feel let's go to Jake Query Bobby Rahal it's the question you've been asked a million times if this position created itself what would you do what would your emotions be how is it well I mean I think we're going to make it and uh, you know this it's going to take him another lap or two to clean all this mess up and uh you know, it's going to be tight for us even still, but I think we'll make it. When you say we, I've got to ask, you're referring to Graham or you're referring to Ryan Hunter-Ray, who's uh, in third? I think Graham's going to make it. I think it's us, and uh, I think it's close for us, but I think we'll, we'll get there. All right, Bobby Rahal now watching as a father as Graham Rahal tries to get his first win. Wow, uh, Davey, what a position to be in. You watch your son race. I can only imagine what it would be, would be like to own a team that your son doesn't race for, know that your team is doing well, but on the other hand, your son's getting ready to win the biggest race of his life. Well, I'll guarantee you his emotions for 
his son, even though it's his own team and he wants Ryan to win and his spot for his sponsors and everything else. But down deep inside, he he wants to see Graham get his first win in the IndyCar series in his own and in his first start, by the way. And they're very fortunate that yellow came out because I don't think that they would have enough fuel to make it to the end. It was going to be very, very close for them, but these yellows are saving them. We are going to go to green flag racing. It looks like uh, this time by, as the field was given one to go last time by, correct? So uh, we will show 79 laps complete as the clock comes up on 444.30. So uh, it looks like, uh, Mark James, the field uh, is going to come your way, and we get ready to go back to green flag racing. Rain, but I can tell you this there has been a noticeable drop in temperature thanks to the gusts of wind as the race uh, the racetrack is being cleared of the wreckage. But Mike, breeze picking up and it's coming out of the north. Don't feel any rain yet, but a drastic change in temperature. The leaders aren't far away now, they're through 11 and 12, headed toward 13. Well, we have all been giving this one to Graham Ray Hall, but look who's right behind him. Here comes Elio Castroneves, the two time defending winner. Here on the streets of St. Petersburg, the green flag is out. Elio will give chase to Graham Ray Hall as they head down this long front straightaway. Kevin Lee to turn number one. The 19-year-old has the advantage. Graham Ray Hall, three car links in front. He'll get on the binders in turn number one, but he'll hold the position. Elio, though, is right on his tail with Ryan Hunter Ray in third. Smoke was flying from that brake dust coming out of there. Here we go now. It is really a battle for the lead. It's uh, Castro Nevis trying to pull right up as they break to go into turn number four. That's when you make that move. The 06 car, Graham Rahal, still in charge into turn number eight. You could tell that Elio was going to try to make the move on the restart, but it just didn't work out. Graham Rahal maintains about a three-car length advantage off of turn nine. He holds that advantage as they scream in front of the Mahaffey Theater. It's just those two, I believe. Ryan hunter Ray has fallen off the pace just a little bit. A wide swing at the exit of turn number ten. Elio Castroneves chases down Graham Rahal into turn number 13. Fifteen cars still on the lead lap here on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida, as we come down now to the closing laps of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete. Graham Rahal in front of Elio Castroneves by four car lengths, as once again they streak to turn number one. Rahal with the advantage. Elio Castroneves right behind him. Closes it to win two car lengths. And now we've got a battle for third position, and Tony Kanan is going to get around E.J. Viso for fourth position. He's chasing Ryan hunter Ray. Meanwhile, back up front, it is a big move this time by Graham Rahal. He gets much more room to work with this time around. Ryan hunter Ray has Tony Kanan all over his rear end. They head toward turn eight. Can you imagine the emotion from the 19-year-old in his first race in this series, and he is holding off a veteran, two-time winner of the 500, but he's doing so nicely. A little bit better of a gap for Graham Rahal than it was last time they came in front of us. They'll climb on the binders, yank the wheel to the left, and clear this turn 10. Helio Castro Nevis won just a little bit wider. Meanwhile, great battle for third. Come on, Ryan Hunter Ray. Ray shuts the door as they head through turn 11 and 12. The question is, will this be the white flag lap coming up? Because it looks like less than two minutes remain to the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Graham Rahal has stretched it out by eight car lengths. Kevin Lee, as they head to turn number one, have they displayed? the white flag. They have not, and Ray Hall's advantage is now 10 to 15 car lengths. Back in third position, Tony Kanan grabs it into one, moving ahead of Ryan Hunter Ray. And this time around, Graham Ray Hall has really stretched it out. Whatever he was holding back, as far as fuel is concerned, that's no problem right now. 
waiting to catch sight of him into corner number eight, Graham Rahal, the black car with white numerals. He's through it already, and he is just opening up a nice distance between himself and Elio. Tony Kanaan follows, then comes Ryan Hunter-Ray, and then the 33 of Viso. Smooth sailing uh, with all of the boats and ships uh, in the background for Graham Rahal as he makes his way through turn number 10. Elio Castro and Evans can't seem to reel him in. Meanwhile, Cody Kanaan with a firm grasp on third place. This will be at the white flag lap for Graham Rahal in his 15th major open wheel start. Will number 15 be the charm? He'll see the white flag. His lead over Elio Castro Nevis now better than two seconds is for the last time. He heads into turn number one, Kevin Lee. The Newman Haas Lanigan driver has a 15 car link advantage as we have a local yellow in turn number 10. Castro Nevis well back. Another 20 car links back to Kanan in third. Graham Rahal all by his lonesome. Perhaps we got trouble to turn number one. Weldon has spun around and Jay Howard, they are off the course in the grass. Weldon will get it back turned around and he'll run through and he's back underway. We have a new star in IndyCar racing. He's already through quarter number nine. He's only a teenager and he's the son of a former champion of Indianapolis, Graham Rahal. Same scenario in the Indy Pro Series two years ago when Marco Andretti got to the podium. This time, the 06 of Graham Rahal, the second-generation winner on the streets of St. Petersburg. Graham Rahal, a couple of turns away from victory lane, Mike King. Here's something new for you. How about a kid from Ohio winning a race in the IndyCar Series? It's going to happen today here on the streets of St. Petersburg. 19-year-old Graham Rahal in his first IndyCar Series start will win the Honda Grand Prix of St. Pete as the fist pumps in the air. Elio Castroneves will wind up second. Tony Kanan is third. A great run for E.J. Vizo, who is fourth. Enrique Bernaldi is fifth. Hideki Muto, Oriol Servia, Will Power, Justin Wilson, and Danica Patrick have rounded out the top ten. Let's go to Kevin Olson, who's got Carl Haas. Well, Carl Haas, congratulations on bringing rookie Graham Rahal to victory. Great race. Great. Wonderful. Did you have any doubts when he spun early that he could come back and do it? Well, it was wide open. I don't know. Our other driver should have been right there, too, but it's great. It's good. He did a good job. A lot of credit has to be given to you and the crew for bringing a new car a new, to a new series and winning this quick. Well, we're happy to be here, and uh, I guess a little lucky to win the race, and but we love it. That's Carl Haas as he puts a brand-new cigar in, the winner. So how about that, Davey Hamilton? Is this 19-year-old who calls New Albany, Ohio home? He is just like that, a winner in the IndyCar Series after uh, being so disappointed having to sit out race number one of what was supposed to be his IndyCar Series debut last weekend. Well, he comes in here and does an unbelievable job. A great call by the crew to leave him out at, at that last round of stops. But I, I, in a way, wrong. I'll tell you, I thought that I said that the Champ Car guys will eventually win a race. How about the second race of the year, the first road course, they come in and win right off the bat. Isn't that something? So uh, the uh, the pundits that thought that the transition for these former Champ Car Series teams was going to take so long, well, yeah, it took uh, all of one race uh, to get up to speed because in race number two, Graham Rahal is the winner. His dad is Bobby Rahal. Not only has he seen his son win here today, but he has also seen, unfortunately, his car run out of fuel, it looked like, on the very last lap of the race. Let's get that sweet and sour emotion, Jake Greer. You've got Bobby Rahal. Bobby Rahal probably didn't even realize that about Ryan Hunter-Ray because he was so busy getting congratulations. His cell phone was ringing. 
Bobby, first off, as a father, congratulations on Graham's fine performance. Uh, thank you. Uh, he drove beautifully. And, uh, you know, when he had to go fast, he did. What was it like for you as a father to sit and watch? He's going to go ahead and jump off. Bobby Rahal is going to jump off as Graham Rahal brings his car, the 06 machine. Bobby Rahal, the 1986 Indy 500 winner, now watches as Graham goes past. And what a moment. It is a, it's a tremendous moment. I'm, I'm so proud of him. He drove beautifully. And, uh, you know, he had the problem in the early part, middle part. He got hit by uh, willpower and spun. And, you know, to come back to not get, uh, you know, depressed by that. The team had a great strategy at the end, and uh, they gave him a great car. You know, he went pretty quick. I think he had fastest lap. And, uh, you know, when they needed the car and they needed him, the, the car was there and he was there. So phenomenal. Lastly, Ryan Hunter Ray's performance ends up running out of fuel, finishing 17th, a disappointment. But was it tough to concentrate on that? Uh, that was, uh, you know, we were just, you know, we had a, we, we were just, we had to gamble and, uh, Ryan drove a beautiful race. The, 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 shift, the shift without lift didn't work so the whole time, for most of the race, so he's had to manually shift it, uh, which takes time. And, uh, you know, he kept us cool, and he drove really hard. And uh, I'm sorry for him that we ran out, but we had to roll the dice. All right, that's Bobby Rahal, a dichotomy of emotions as a father proud of Graham Rahal and as an owner disappointed over the frustration of Ryan Hunter Ray running out of fuel at the last second and finishing in 17th here at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. So as it turns out, 83 of 100 laps are complete as the time expires, the two-hour time limit. Graham Rahal is the winner. Elio Castro-Nevis winds up second here after winning back-to-back years. Tony Kanaan is third. Let's hear from third place. Tony Kanaan, he is with Kevin Lee. On the pull. He's talking with uh, some of his teammates right now, and he went back to congratulate Enrique Bernoldi just a moment ago. You took an early pit stop. Uh, how much did that change the, the way this race played out for you guys? Ellie also came at the same time. Well, it's the answer right there. Obviously, it did not work out, but, uh, you know, some days we take a risk. Some days it works out for us. Some days it doesn't. I think uh, we're not very happy with our calls today, but uh, I support my team 100%, and uh, we win together and we lose together, and I think... Uh, after all, finishing third, it's not its not bad. I think it's a curse here because I finish on the podium every time I've been here, but not in the right spot. That's Tony Kanaan, a third-place finish today. Tony Kanaan has been third here now, Kevin Lee. By the way, third three consecutive years. Last year, he finished behind Elio and Scott Dixon. The year before, behind Elio and Scott Dixon. This year, he finishes behind Graham Rahal and Elio Castro-Neves. Tony Kanaan, consistent for sure here, Davey Hamilton, on the podium repeatedly, just can't find his way to the front. Dave Wilson, uh, you are down there in a very, very joyous victory lane as Bobby Rahal is the first one there to uh, congratulate his son as uh, Graham Rahal gets out of the car. Yes, he is. Graham Rahal hugging his crew, hugging his dad, Graham. Unbelievable. Your 15th race. First, welcome to the IndyCar Series, man. How did you do that after the problems you had at the start of the race? Well, yeah. I mean, it was tough. After getting hit by Will, um, you know, in the rain and everything, it it was going to be a tough start. But, uh, man, it just doesn't get any sweeter than this. I mean, to expect to win in our first race and i mean we had the pace we pulled away from them so it wasn't like we just lucked into it so no i mean this is just awesome handful of laps laps left to go in the race you look in rearview mirrors there's elio castro nevis that number three car what was going through your head then well yeah obviously you know elio's very successful he's won a lot of races but at the same time you know i knew we had the pace and i knew if i could just keep calm we could pull away and uh i mean we were pulling away before and we were uh, aggressively fuel saving so i mean i knew if i could attack the car then we could we could pull away what was that last lap like? You come down, you see the white flag. What's going through your mind as you head into turn one and the rest of the track? Well, first of all, you know, you uh, 
you know that it's one more and you just don't want your attention to get off of or your focus to get off the the car and the race and so for me it's just trying to stay calm and, and make it through the last set of corners especially with the yellow out in turn 10 and everything just wanted to be cautious but i knew we had quite the gap so i wasn't too worried what did your dad say to you when he hugged you nice job you know i mean what, what else can you say i mean it's uh this has just worked out so well it's awesome can you believe you're almost to indy almost to run the 500 yeah it's getting closer and closer isn't it only a couple more races to go congratulations thank you graham ray hall boys he's one and oh in indycar series competition this was his 15th major open wheel start and he is a winner let's go to jake query ej Vizo, an outstanding fourth place run here this afternoon ej you started 15th you finished fourth take us through the run a heck of a day for you it was a tough race and my first time ever in a, in IndyCar in a road course and it was cool. It was just driving in the limit every every lap, just pushing hard, thinking of uh, what we need to do in the car regarding the fuel, a lot of communication with the engineers, with the team and we did a good job. I was the first to call slick tires so I, t- I took the risk and it, it worked. That's Ernesto Viso. He started 15th. He finishes with a top five. Let's go to Kevin Olson. I'm with second-place finisher Elio Castor-Navis. And uh, Elio, not quite three straight, but very close. That kid from Ohio kind of took everybody to school, didn't he? That's right. Good job for him. You know, uh, he did an excellent job, not only himself, but his team. Special follow the steps from his father. You know, it's, it's a great day for motor racing, you know. I mean, uh, we have great names around here in the paddock just to prove today that... Um, you know, guys that um, execute and they work hard, they can execute. And, uh, and uh, it, it's great. So uh, for me, obviously, I want to get first, but uh, we didn't have, um, we try everything we could. But um, hey, good job. And um, oh, man, it was so close. Again, every time it's three, it's something happened, you know. But you know what? I'll take a second. Hopefully, for the championship, we'll be good. Now, on that final restart, did you think you had a shot at him, or did, did you know that he was that good? Oh, yeah. I, I, I. I was going for it. In fact, it's, uh, I think uh, Cindric knows me very well because he keeps like, okay, this is what happened, this is what happened. I'm like, okay, he knows that I'm going for it. He knows that I'm going for it. But unfortunately, the car, you know, uh, we try everything, you know, everything over the weekend. But uh, you know what? Second is good enough. Always a champion, Elio Castroneves. Let's go to Kevin Lee. A great run for Enrique Bernoldi. Started 18th, finishes 5th in his second IndyCar Series start. He certainly... Not really a rookie, even if he may be classified as one, but this Formula One experience. What about your drive today? Well, as you said, on, on these situations, I, I will never be a rookie anywhere because of my experience. But uh, in a oval, I was worse than a rookie. <laughs> so I, today was very good for us. And uh, actually, when I saw the rain, I said we, I, I knew that we had a big chance. And at the big, first part of the race, I was keeping out of trouble. Then I started to push and I started to overtake cars, and, and the car was working fine. So um, we uh, a bit of shame on the pit stop. We lost a lot, of, a lot of positions, but I still could come back to lead the race. And it's just a big, big push for us. And I think for the team, we need to to keep working this way and try to get back and to be competitive, not just on the streets like this, on the ovals as well. Great run for Enrique Bernoldi. He comes home fifth today at St. Pete to Jake Query. Justin Wilson here is along Pit Road and a top ten finish. Kind of a crazy day, Justin. Here it was. You were up front for a while, and then obviously the weather played a factor. Take us through your run. Yeah, everything was going really well. I was very pleased with the way the McDonald's car was handling, so I was feeling pretty confident. And obviously, uh, as it dried out, uh, I don't think we made the right choice. Um, that's how it goes some days, so... We just couldn't seem to get on the right strategy from there on, and 
as it cycled through, we, we ended up at the back when the checkered flag came out. So all in all, I think we're pleased to finish 10th, but felt that we could have got a lot more. Just generally, it's a mixed emotion. I'm disappointed with my race, but extremely happy for Graham. He drove well, and it's great that he got his first IndyCar start and first win. So congratulations to him. All right, Justin Wilson, obviously the Newman Haas Lanigan team, going to be one to contend with through the course of the series. To Kevin Olson and Danica Patrick. Well, Danica, perseverance definitely paid off today as uh, you had a tough start of that race off a couple times, stayed out, ended up 10th. Not too bad of a day, actually. You know what? At the beginning of the day, I said that if we uh, finish in the top 10, that's okay. And if we finish in the top five, then that's great. Um, and we did okay. <laughs> a lot of lot of problems, definitely. Um, you know, uh, with having two offs in turn nine at the beginning and then... Um, and then just, you know, just trying to make it through and keep our lap and everything. It was just a just a really tough race. But you know what? As we're following this crowd of mayhem behind Graham, he did a he did a great job to win in uh, in his second second race in the uh, in the new birth of IndyCar. So uh, congrats to Graham. Thank you, Danica. Danica Patrick. Down here with Hideki Muto. Hideki, what a run. The sixth place finish. You gotta be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I didn't know what's going on, you know, it's uh quite a long race but uh i keep the manager on the track you know I, team gave me great car in the dry condition so last two laps was uh, i think a good move i i passed two guys so i was really pleased for this result yes tough to run in the rain though boy what an, i cannot imagine how it is to try to see when you're driving in rain like that yeah you can see from even front of guys you can't see so it's really hard but uh you know <laughs> it's it was hard hadiki thank you very much good luck thank you hadiki muto guys so an interesting day and i can imagine it was hard out there starting in the pouring rain course wet for about the first half of the race had to make the decision when to go from the wets to the dry tires what a day it turned out to be a great uh, pit call by the Newman Haas Lanigan team to keep uh, Graham Rahal out there when he did. Uh, my goodness. We're going to recap the entire field for you when we come back. We also want to let our uh, stations uh, know along uh, the lines that uh, we will be signing off from St. Petersburg at 510 Eastern Time. Once again, our off time will be 510 Eastern Time. And attention to you downforce members, your code word for the Honda Indy Grand Prix is drafting. Please go to your Indy Downforce homepage and click on the Earn Points section, then enter the secret word under the radio portion. You'll be receiving 400 points. Again, the code word is drafting the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. We appreciate you listening to us today. We'll be back to wrap it up and give you a full field rundown when we come back. Uh, We need for you to stand by for 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. Back on the IMS Radio Network live coverage of the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. The race is over once again. We will be saying goodbye at 510 Eastern Time. Here's your full field rundown. Graham Rahal, the 19-year-old from Ohio in his 
15th major open wheel event. His first IndyCar Series start is your race winner. Elio Castro Neves winds up second. And Tony Kanaan for the third year running is third. EJ Vizo with a great run is fourth. Enrique Bernoldi is fifth. Hideki Muto is sixth. Nice comeback for Hideki after a disappointing season opener last weekend at Homestead. Oriol Servia, solid run for Orioles. He is seventh. Will Power is eighth. Justin Wilson is ninth. And Danica Patrick. Uh, a nod to her for getting uh, back to 10th as she battled to simply stay on the lead lap. She battled Justin Wilson for a half dozen laps and uh, and got the caution she needed and winds up uh, finishing in the top 10. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, good run for him as he is 11th, 12th to Dan Weldon, 14th, 13th to Darren Manning, 14th to Jay Howard, Buddy Rice, wound up in 15th place. 16th place to Mario Marias, 17th to Ryan hunter Ray. Ed Carpenter was 18th, 19th to Vitor Mira. Frank Pereira winds up 20th, Townsend Bell, he winds up 21st. 22nd to Scott Dixon, Ryan Briscoe, 23rd. Bruno Giancaro was 24th. Marco Andretti, 25th, after he broke a half shaft during his stop. And Marty Roth, who did not start, he winds up 26th, damaged the car in the morning session. Davey Hamilton, we see uh, you know, the, the enhanced field, 26 cars here this weekend. It took, once again, all of eight days for us to see the impact that these new teams are going to have in the IndyCar Series as Graham Ray Hall wins this one. But EJ Vizo, Enrique Bernaldi also finish in the top five. Three out of the top five guys are the guys that have came over. We all said, man, it's going to take a while for them to catch on. We knew it did on the ovals. But we thought it would on these road courses. It's the first time they've ran these cars, the first time they've been on these circuits. And, man, what, what a surprise that three out of the top five guys come over to this IndyCar Series from Champ Car to join us for a stout field right now of 26 and be able to pull that off. It's pretty incredible. The top 13 finishers all on the lead lap. And, uh, Davey, by and large, this was a very entertaining event. Very entertaining. I mean, the rain brought a lot of excitement to it, a lot of strategy. Graham Rahal, we know he won that on strategy. If it yep. would have went the whole way, he had to feel again, no doubt about it. But in credit to him, he re- only one guy went faster in the race. That was Tony Kanaan at the fastest lap of the race. Graham Rahal had the second fastest lap of the race. So it wasn't like he lucked into this win. He definitely had the speed, but strategy did help him win this first event. Okay, an interesting situation here because now the the uh, two camps essentially go separate ways here for the, the race at Long Beach and at Motegi. One, of course, uh, the farewell, if you will, to Champ Car and the DPO one The IndyCar Series uh, veteran squads head to Motegi. Davey, interesting situation here in a couple of weeks. Man, it's going to be exciting. We're fortunate enough to cover mo- both of them, Mike, yep. and his points is going to be mixed up. It's going to be exciting to see what the points championship comes out look like after those two events. For our entire IMS Radio Network crew, thanks so much for being with us. And so long for now from the streets of St. Petersburg. Live coverage of the IndyCar Series on the IMS Radio Network is brought to you by Firestone. Firestone is the official tire of the IndyCar Series, the Indy Pro Series, and the Indianapolis 500. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an IndyCar like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. The general manager of the IMS Radio Network is Wally Levitt. The director of affiliate relations is John Royer. The chief engineer of the IMS Radio Network is Tom Alibrandi Sr. Additional engineering by Rick Evans, Norm Birnbaum, and Tom Alibrandi II. Our production engineer is Chris Pollock. 
Have a comment about today's broadcast? Let us hear from you. Call the Fan Forum line toll-free at 1-800-243-4639. And don't forget to check all local listings for Indy Racing Weekly. Live coverage of this IndyCar Series event is a copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing.